0: And there is close to there.
1: Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak.
0: Sunday, June thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. It's time for your Good Nation Media Assassination, episode five two six.
2: This
1: is No Agenda.
2: Officially declaring the
0: c-word to mean cracker here in the Travis Heights, hot out in Austin, Texas, in the morning. Everybody,
3: I'm Adam Curry, and from Northern Silicon Valley, where it's sunny, beautiful, and I've decided that Martha Stewart can't cook. I'm John C. Dvorak. <laughs>
4: In
3: the morning. And she's not too good at stock tips, either. <laughs> hey. Well, that brings up the point of my theme for today's show. Oh, well, what's that? Don't look I over here. I've noticed I have themes. Oh, oh, I have problems. You have themes, I got problems. Well, my theme is liars.
0: Oh, oh, that's a good one. Isn't that our theme every show? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that now. <laughs> Isn't that just like the oh, the ongoing theme of this program? Uh, Miss Mickey is out. She went back to Amsterdam for her special project. She left yesterday, uh,
3: so, so you didn't get your pancakes.
0: No, uh, I didn't get my pancakes exactly, and uh, I got to do everything so you're myself. Be grumpy
3: the whole show. Well, it's uh, low carbs, no carbs, I need that, <laughs> no I carbs, carbs.
0: <laughs> well, and So and you know, and I'm like, I'm gonna be great husband, and and you know, yesterday we have a and we have water restrictions in Texas, pretty much permanent. Um, so I'm like, okay, it's gonna be What's at night. To me? what? Does
3: it even mean water restrictions? Oh, uh, water usage restriction. What if you're dehydrated?
0: No, no, you can drink. You can drink all you can drink, but it's watering your lawn that's a problem. Do you have a lawn? Yeah, we're on the corner, so we have quite a bit of grass. Oh, okay. I want you just to recycle your rainwater. Yeah, well, this is Texas, John. <laughs> what rainwater? Okay, go on and with so, the story. Yeah, so so yes, I'm. I'm a great husband. i because you know they're starting to turn brown. It's like it's not looking good, except for <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know, to Texas. The grass is frying, except well, we had these big oak trees, and underneath the oak trees is fantastic. It's beautiful green, <laughs> and so I'm uh and you know it's dark out, and I'm running around with the sprinklers. You know, <laughs> although they 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 can actually you know they look at your water usage bill. And uh, and they will come and bust you if they think that you're using too much. This is not even with the smart uh, the smart grid water meters.
3: Uh, and what, so, what are they, they going to do to you? Oh, they
0: fine you. They for gonna, doing do that. they work you over? Yeah, yeah, with the ugly stick. No, they fine you for that. Anyway, but you know, we're in a in a family house, and so just the two of us. You're know, like, wow, this took a lot of showers this particular week. So three hours of moving the sprinklers all around in the dark. And I swear to God, and I sit down and I string out the wire on the back porch uh, for the new little bit of uh, hamming, because um, you know, we had a huge magnetic storm, so 40 meters was cranked up. And, I, and boom, thunder, lightning, it rains. <laughs> After three hours of doing all this crap, and it rained all night.
3: Well, that's just the way it works. Did yeah. you try the rain stick?
0: No, but I'm thinking we should we should do a rain stick for everybody in Phoenix and in Southern California. How is it there with you? Is it is it crazy hot? Is it? Uh, you'd think it from the reporting in Europe. You'd think that Armageddon is upon us. They've taken this opportunity for a little bit of what, you, what we used to call, I think, a heat wave, and it's like they're cooking eggs on the street. They're all gonna die. Death Valley. This is it. Armageddon. Agenda 21. oh, it, oh this is global warming. It's over. Yeah. It's really, it's really sad what how this is being portrayed. And you almost would think that the president, after announcing his his climate change goals on the hottest day, he was wiping down his forehead. Whew! It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot that they cranked up harp or something just to just to prove the point. You know, <laughs> just to, to hammer it home. In fact, the uh, the president yesterday. Uh, did his little show, his little podcast, the uh, the presidential podcast, which I th- is that on iTunes? They, if it's not, you know, it's I'll, not iTunes. I'll talk to the guys. I I, I can I can have some pull. I can probably get the press on iTunes. And he essentially he repeats his entire uh, message that he did in his 40, 45-minute speech there at Georgetown University. Uh, he added a couple things that I wanted to highlight. And, of course, uh, he does not disappoint by
5: giving us a hearty hile everybody hi everybody a few days ago I unveiled a new national plan to confront the growing threat of a changing climate decades of carefully reviewed science tells us our planet is changing in ways that will have profound impacts on the world we leave our children
0: that is a little new what he just said there decades of carefully reviewed science that's that's harsh it's bull crap. Yeah. But to to say that this is this is so blatant and this is and I you you have to admit. This is the other Obama now. This is this is number 2. They it's like they've tag teamed. the first guy was tired and th- he's invigorated. He looks great. He looks tighter for some reason.
5: Yeah, he got a couple of shots in him. <laughs> yeah. Already we know that the 12 warmest years in recorded history they've go. all come in the last 15 that's right and the last year was the warmest in american history
0: which doesn't mean it was the warmest in the world and but okay that's global warming taking
5: place only in america and while we know no single weather event is caused solely by climate change
0: this is this is so good this is the uh, this is the hedge he keeps putting that in
3: there so we know, yeah, they, you know, they've had to go from, oh, weather is not climate, weather's not climate, to weather and climate are the, are interlinked, and yeah. bad weather is re- related to climate. <laughs> now they've got this. This is the latest. <laughs> yeah. They have been experimenting so much with the
5: various with the means language. to see yeah. which ones will yeah. catch.
0: Yeah. yeah, they've been doing that with the language.
5: Very good. Science! We also know that in a world that's getting warmer than it used to be, all weather events are affected by it.
0: I love this. This is really good language. He didn't say this either. In a world that is getting warmer than it used to be, what does that mean? It used to be last year, uh, a thousand years ago, ten thousand years ago.
5: What does it even mean? More extreme droughts, oh. floods, uh-huh. wildfires, and hurricanes.
0: So we haven't had any hurricanes. Why did Why did he say hurricanes and not tornadoes? I mean, I
3: probably should have said tornadoes. Yeah. I think that was a mistake.
0: No, no, John. Yeah, God, man. You and I know better than this. Nothing is by mistake with these people.
3: Uh, this guy's been making a lot of mistakes recently, I think. When did, they, when did he give this speech? Is this after South Africa? No, this is before he left. This, is okay. a, yeah, no, this, this was pre-taped, pre-taped.
5: Those who already feel the effects of a changing climate don't have time to deny it.
3: <laughs> what? That's what that we one. don't have time to deny it. <laughs> yeah, they're too. Wow, big. now that's a gem. But this is what no. He said this last time. You don't remember? I, I pointed out. I don't remember really, him saying we don't have time to deny it. I know he said the. <laughs> by the way, the Flat Earth Society that he referenced. Yeah. We yeah. have documentation that they're all in on global warming. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's
0: kind a, of ironic. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's we don't have time cuz what are we, what are they doing? Those apparently it's firefighters who deny global warming.
5: They're busy dealing with it. The firefighters who brave longer wildfire seasons.
0: See, this is a misread of the prompter. Did you hear what happened here? How He's just reading, and he's not even thinking anymore about what he's no, saying. He no, doesn't,
5: he doesn't
3: think.
0: No, so he's saying uh, those who uh, – uh, uh, people don't even have time to, to deny global warming because they're too busy dealing with it. And then he goes in, and the inflection is the firefighters – like the firefighters are denying it. That's it. Listen to it again. Oh, it's very poorly done, poorly worded. Firefighters. Oh, on, let me back it up a little bit more. No, it's, it's, he's, it's just – no, it's just he, he's not paying attention to the script. He's just reading By it. By climate
5: change. We also know that in a world that's getting warmer than it used to be, all weather events are affected by it. More extreme droughts, floods, wildfires, and hurricanes. Those who already feel the effects of a changing climate don't have time to deny it. They're busy dealing with it. The firefighters who brave longer wildfire seasons. (laughs) The farmers who see crops wilted one year and washed away the next.
0: These are the deniers, apparently. (laughs) Dumb.
5: It was poorly done, yeah. Yeah. Western families worried about water that's drying up. The costs of these events can be measured in lost lives and livelihoods, lost homes and businesses, and hundreds of billions of dollars in emergency services and disaster relief. And Americans across the country are already paying the price of inaction in higher food costs, insurance premiums, And the tab for rebuilding.
0: Now, and that's all I have. Uh, I didn't uh, record all four minutes, of course, five minutes. But that last bit that he just said, where you're already paying the tab, that is directly from that um, from the university that does the uh, climate change communication. That is their line. That is exactly their line. It's that it, we remember we read the documents, and it's like here's here's the here's what the new mission is to say. You're already paying for it, so you might as well pony up. And I guess that will lead pay to Pay more. Yeah, <laughs> that'll lead to you're already paying for it. Pay, pay more, pay some
3: more. You're already being taxed. What difference is it making you taxed more? What difference does it make? You're already taxed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so.
3: I love the logic.
0: With uh, with this, um, I just want to lead into something. So we kind of got started on this. I didn't even intend to do it. I got a note from our insider. We have uh, an industry insider who really um, confirmed for us that all of these wind farms and solar panel farms are really concealing gas-fired electrical plants. And he uh, had some. He's a lawyer. He has some contracts. He says, you know, oh, my God, all these contracts that I'm doing for these solar and wind farms, they all have gas pipelines leading up to them. And if you take that back even a little bit more, this is a huge setup that we've seen. And the setup was for natural gas. Um, and a lot of these plants, uh, mainly built by General Electric, I might add, big buddies there, the Obama administration, uh, and, of course, uh, NBC and all the other television channels, uh, who have been propagating this, they got huge uh, subsidies from the government for building solar and wind farms. So the scam is now obvious. It's like we're just building, you know, we're getting ready for natural gas. It'll be a part of the climate change plan. We're going to push everyone towards natural gas. Get in now on the ground floor. And, and I'll ask you in in a minute, I'll ask you to give us some ideas of what we can invest in um,
3: and, and by the way, we should mention that they are literally bulldozing the coal plants. Yeah, <laughs>
0: pushing them down.
3: They don't want to have them there f- to restart them. They're gonna just—they're just tearing right. them down.
0: Got another email from our insider, and this brought up something that we uh, talked about three years ago. Which I—it was—it's really cool how these things come around and what we already identified back in the day. Uh, so the insider—we'll just call the uh, the gas scam insider. I uh, saw another energy-related contract yesterday, Adam. At first, assumed it was another solar contract, but instead it was for a fuel cell technology that turns natural gas into electricity using a, quote, electromechanical reaction rather than combustion. Having never heard of this before, I looked up the company. Do you remember what company this is, John?
3: Uh, no, I don't. I know the technology, but I don't remember the company. Bloom Energy. Oh yeah, Bloom right. Bloom. I do remember. Nice
0: yes, and, and Bloom Energy was the company. They, they had a huge hype on 60 Minutes. This was, uh, in fact, I, I went back. I pulled the clip because it was. I remember that we we actually talked about watching this at the when you. Know, oh, everyone's going to watch this tonight. It's going to be unveiled. It's the big massive new. It's the fuel cell. It's the secret is being unveiled. And this has been funded by Kleiner Perkins. Uh, right, John Doerr. And so I wanted to just replay the, uh, the opening. Oh, you found the old clip. Oh, yeah, the, the 60 minutes hype. That, yeah, it was the, an unbelievable hype. And then I'll read the rest of our insiders' uh, communique to us.
6: In the world of energy, the holy grail is a power source that's inexpensive. Now, remember, this is three years ago almost. Yeah, three years three ago. Three years ago when this was being set up. And clean with no emissions. Well over 100 startups in Silicon Valley are working on it. One of them is Bloom Energy.
0: This was was also before all of the cylindras, and and this is when all the money was going into all this stuff that started to fail a couple years later.
6: Their invention? A little power plant in a box they want to put literally in your backyard. Uh you will generate your own electricity with the box, and it'll be wireless. The idea is to one day replace the big power plants and transmission line grid the way the laptop moved in on the desktop, and cell phones supplanted landlines. It has a lot of smart people believing and buzzing, even though the company has been unusually secretive until this past February, when K.R. Schreeder invited us to be the first news organization to take a look at the innards of the Bloom box that he'd been toiling on for nearly a decade.
3: Now, you remember
0: this, right? It was
3: like, oh... Oh, yeah, it... and they had the little thing in his hand. No, well, what? here... It comes. I got that... I pulled that clip, too. I had to. I had to.
0: It's also... It makes it extra funny because he's Indian. And yeah, it, it, yeah, it It's it, just... crap. It, Indian. It, oh, we've got the database here. and I Look at it. My hand is very, very small. What
6: could this power?
4: This
1: could power a U.S. home.
4: Mm. Average the United States home.
1: Entire house. 24-7-365. Uh, something
6: yeah. that small?
1: The way we make it is yeah. in two blocks. This is a European home. The two put together is a
7: US home.
6: Because <laughs> we use twice as much energy? Yeah, as and
7: this is our four Asian homes.
6: So, four homes in India, your
7: Absolutely. native country. Absolutely. Country. Four to six homes in our country.
0: <laughs> 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 we, 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 need, we need energy. We just need energy
6: like you people. Sounds awfully dazzling.
7: It is real. It works. Yeah, only where
6: is it? He says he knows it works because he originally invented a similar device for NASA. He really is a rocket
0: oh, scientist. Right. You know, I remember, remember this? he looked
3: into this bullcrap too.
4: Right,
0: and, and so where is his cube on, on Mars with the rover? This
7: invention working on Mars would have allowed the NASA administrator to pick up a phone and say, Mr. President, we know how to produce oxygen on Mars.
0: So- yeah, that worked out, huh?
7: <laughs> this guy's an a-hole. But this
6: was going to produce oxygen so people could actually live on Mars.
4: Absolutely.
3: Ah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna, all right. <laughs> when calculation, and this, is, you, this is where you know the guys. I mean, you have to calculate <laughs> the the cubic feet of... Uh, of the atmosphere of what could be an atmosphere in mars is just a lot ridiculous <laughs> it's going to produce it from what uh, by the way i want people from to a, know from a vacuum <laughs> we are not
0: racist we just love making fun of silly accents and funny walks
3: grab <laughs> that mars mission we're actually Chaos. in this case racist <laughs> we're not racist this guy's a fake
0: yeah
6: he's a phony but we're attacking the entire peoples of india
3: well, if they donate more, I don't think there would be such an issue.
6: I <laughs> had an idea. He reversed his Mars machine, so instead of this is, I love this. How this is sixty minutes. He reversed his Mars machine
0: and came up with the answer
6: for all future energy making oxygen. He pumped oxygen in. Uh. He invented a new kind of fuel cell. Okay, so yeah, uh, well, twenty seconds
0: left. Yeah, Which, we.
3: I think we all get the okay, point. Okay. So
0: the idea was it was not a fuel cell. Uh, it is a well-known technology. Of uh, creating energy from natural gas, and and you can do it, but it's 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 one of these things that you know it has to run for more than an hour. You know, it can't just like crap out and and you know and he was making it from sand on beaches and all this bull crap. So let's go back to our e- uh, insider's email. Um, and so he, he said he had not heard of this company. I actually sent him this link. I said, oh man, it's too funny. Um, and I said, there's uh, went back to the contract. And notice that it requires confidentiality about the actual performance of the device. <laughs> so here's this fabulous fuel cell that's going to save the world, but they want to keep the performance of this natural gas slurper confidential.
3: Well, you know what that means, of course. It sucks. It totally blows. It, yeah. it Sucks. Yeah. Um, it was. It, it, here's the. Let's look at it from a marketing perspective. If this thing kicked total butt and it had unbelievable performance, which it doesn't, uh, you wouldn't want to keep that a secret because that's your marketing tool. Yep. But you do want to keep it a secret if it's a piece of crap because keeping it a secret is your marketing tool.
0: But here's, the, here's what, where it all ties together. So the president comes out, says natural gas is the transitional fuel of the future as we get to fuel that farmers will have to grow, which I guess will be sugar cane or whatever it's going to be. Um, and all of a sudden these contracts start popping up for this Bloom Energy bull crap. It's cash-in time. That's what's coming now. There's seven billion dollars that the president—that's only what he talked about and what he announced—and all these guys are jumping on it with these confidentiality contracts, and so it's going to be incredibly inefficient, expensive, and it's going to be a bonanza. And finally, Kleiner Perkins will get their money back because it was—I yeah, think they, they invested
3: money. Yeah, that's what. Co- co- the whole couple hundred, is. but they got to get it out. They got to get it's it funny, back. It's funny because the last piece of uh, article written. Uh, about Bloom Energy in terms of a press release it was in June fourth, just recently in 2013. Uh, Verizon to buy Bo- Bloom Energy fuel cells, blah blah blah. And why would this? This is like a minor story. Seems oh, to but me, but who else would run it but GigaOm, oh. which is a, which is an Indian mafia? Company. <laughs> yes, of course. Hey, GigaOm, <laughs>
0: it's time to to push turn on the marketing heat. <laughs> so. Why uh, are these companies buying the Bloom Energy machine? Because they get a 35% tax credit. That's why Google got them. Okay. So this
3: is so this so scam. it's a government scam that's um, going to roll out this yes. Bloom Energy as an IPO, yeah. oh, pff, big or one. Or somebody's going to buy them, but I think it'll be an no, IPO. because be Nobody IPO. in the right no, mind no, will buy be. them, right? It
0: has to be an IPO because there's 400 million invested in this thing. Yeah, so they'll do be, an IPO yeah. for
3: a billion more. And so more, this, more, ladies more, and gentlemen, more than a billion, more okay, than a billion. more than a billion. So this, ladies and gentlemen, even though I do not give stock tips, sounds like a future short to just live with. It's going to. It's,
0: be dynamite. Buy, buy the stock when it comes out and just you know wait for it to to, to go up, hiccup. And and then as So is as it hiccups? Then short out. the short the hell out of it. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
3: So we're going to Okay, I think you're right. I think you're dead on. I think this is a this is a lead into an IPO that'll make kleiner get kleiner out of the woods uh-huh. make the government look good uh-huh. uh and make obama look good and and, the, the and cool, he'll be out of office by the time this thing oh, gets, yeah. finally craters the cool thing well maybe not even the cool thing the cool thing about all of this fail immediately
0: the cool thing about all of this is that the taxpayer gets screwed on both ends of the stick and we get screwed when these guys build these phony baloney fronts with uh, you know, for uh, for basically gas-fired turbines with a wind farm in front as a facade. And look at the wind farm. Don't look. Don't look at the turbine. Don't look at the turbine. Don't look at the turbine. And so, and, and they're getting huge tax breaks. There we get screwed. And 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 then when the consumer, when the customer, the big you know, we are all in, of course, Google has it, Verizon has it. When they buy it, they there's another tax break.
3: Right, which again, take comes out of our pocket. Yeah,
0: we got screwed twice, and and then Verizon still sends you a bill.
3: Yeah, they should be sending us money.
0: <laughs> you want to hear John Doerr at the time?
3: Oh yeah, well, we might, might as well. Might make, as well. Make me cringe. Yeah.
6: In October two thousand one, he managed to get a meeting with John Doerr from the big Silicon Valley venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins. How much do you think I need to come up with the next big thing?
1: Oh. That's my job, to find entrepreneurs. <laughs>
0: That's my job. No, your job is to make money for your uh, limited partners, which you're not doing a great job of, I might add. No, ask. they
3: haven't really failed. it has been a... Continuum of failures ever since they went green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was well, a huge blunder. Yeah. Oh, well, this oh, is green, green, green because he's, you know, his buddies with, door's buddies with Al Gore and Gore's over there <laughs> yeah, all, selling the time, his, all the his time. All the time. Snake oil. His
0: carbon exchange. Yes. That. Okay. So just- listen, listen. It gets better. Remember, this is 2010. And oh, that's my job. We're going to change the world. We're going to change. The- that's my job. We're going to change the world. We are the world. And then help them help them <laughs> by taking away all their stock, <laughs>
6: giving them nothing. John Doe has certainly changed our world. He's what? the one who discovered and funded Netscape. Bull crap! We discovered
0: Netscape. What does that even What does that mean? This is sixty minutes, mind you, on the Tiffany Network. He didn't. Hey, dis- they,
3: they're clueless. He about didn't all this
0: discover stuff. Netscape. Amazon. And- he didn't discover Amazon and Google. <laughs> and Google, they got. They're in- they late comers to Google. Yeah, they had to buy a billion dollars worth of stock to get into
6: Google. They weren't. They didn't discover nothing. When he listened to Kr, the idea seemed just as transformative, efficient, yeah. inexpensive, clean energy out of a box. Out of, <laughs> but Google, hmm. twenty-five million.
0: This I don't know where that came from. And you can see his expression is like. Oh, my God, what would you come up with that number? We, we, we did a backroom overnight deal for a billion before the IPO. What are you talking about, $25 million? Uh, Okay, I'm just going to shut up about it. It'll make me look good. Mm-hmm.
6: This man mm-hmm. said how mm-hmm. much money?
0: At, at the time, he said over
1: $100 million.
6: Didn't smoke start c- coming out of your ears? And No? No. That uh, was okay? That was okay. So nothing he said scared you?
1: Oh, I wasn't at all sure it could be done.
6: But there was a selling point. Clean energy was an emerging market worth gazillions. Gazillions! I
0: just heard gazillions. gazillions. I didn't know
3: there was gazillions. Let me get, write that down.
0: <laughs> this is sixty minutes, John. Yes. CBS, CBS, the Tiffany Network. Apparently, now has invented the monetary unit of a gazillion. The, the, the fawning of this—they are so complicit in this bullcrap.
1: I like to say that the new energy
6: technologies
1: could be the largest economic opportunity of the 21st century.
0: Yeah, and that's what you told all your investors. And, gee, how'd that work out? <laughs> was this
6: your very first clean...
0: clean energy investment? Yeah. This was the very first. Yes. And the- <laughs> I
3: forgot that part. <laughs> it would be funnier if, you know, it'd be better. If- you start off on the wrong ro- wrong foot and it just gets worse. Wouldn't it be funnier if John Doerr was Indian? John Doerr, I, I, you know, I think the funny thing is John Dor has dealt, the guy they used to have there, what uh, was who finally got, there was a big battle royale between him and Dor, uh, the Indian guy. Uh, who was which, the Indian guy?
0: Was, oh, yeah, the, um, you mean that wasn't Ram Sharam, was it? No.
3: No, no, this, no. The real big shot, the big Indian guy, the, the guy who's, who's the biggest blowhard of them all. Um, I don't know yeah. who this is. And he was a Kleiner? He was one of the main guys at Clarence. He was about to take over the place. And him and Dora got into this huge battle royale of egos. And he lost and went and had to go off. And he was one of the, the founders of Sun. Uh, he got kicked out, booted out Vishni, Vishner. Oh. Vish, Vish, Vishnoy, uh, that oh, guy? Vish, Vishnoi, that's the Jewish
0: guy. That was <laughs> uh, Vinod Khosla. Ko, uh, Kosla, Kosla, Kosla. Vinod, Kosla, Vinod, Kosla. Vinod
3: that's they called him, Vinod. Uh, Vinod. And he got into him and... and and Vinod is really, really up there in terms of like, he's got the right degrees, he's got the right attitude, he's very patronizing. He's, uh. He looks like, he looks like a, um, or like he should be on Star Trek
0: almost, like he has a. Yeah, has he it. looks
3: like an actor. And he, yeah. uh, and him and Dor were always battling it out. And, uh, I, uh, Dor won. And of course, the, the company hasn't been, but Vinod was, uh, probably the highest end of these kinds of blowhards he was talking he wouldn't let you talk about anything but himself (laughs) that's just amazing guy he could be on this show he hasn't exactly he (laughs) hasn't done anything since leaving Kleiner perkins that i can tell (laughs) let me see
0: career 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 2006 his wife (laughs) co-founded the ck12 foundation aims to develop open source textbooks uh the philanthropist how boring Open source text. proponent.
3: <laughs> what is that?
0: They're also donors to the Wikimedia Foundation. Oh, okay. So if you know if you see
3: something nasty about you uh, on your wiki, it's him. <laughs> he's doing it. Uh, he's actually. He's got amazing. His ego is so big that he wouldn't even consider stooping to uh, you know anything. I and mean, he would just, He's the guy with this with the big giant. You know he's the type of guy in India has got the big giant house a bunch of servants uh, and they just think they're fantastic people oh really he's got, a bunch
0: of, he's got a whole bunch of servants
3: <laughs> okay in 2010 oh, oh so
0: his so he has Coastal Ventures, Tony Blair's on board now he, so he's like here you take Al Alhor I'll take Tony Blair that's how and, and he invests in clean tech Ugh. and he also raised $250 million for Kosla Seed which will invest in higher risk opportunities? Oh, damn! I thought it'd be seeds. That'd be funny. Seeds. <laughs> he was selling coastless seeds.
3: seeds. Coastless seeds.
0: <laughs> so there's the scam for you. Just wanted to make sure you understood it. And uh, and
3: note that we spotted this uh, three almost three years, years ago. ago. Yeah, Three years ago <laughs> when it first showed up. Well, you could sn- sniff it out. It was just didn't make any. This things don't in science, in particular... Things may have, There's this thing about making sense, and, and also breakthrough technologies and <laughs> batteries and fuel cells. There is none. I mean, yeah. it's all fine-tuning what was invented in the 1800s. Yeah, thank there
0: you. It's been around since the 1800s. New. Would you please explain that this so-called fuel cell technology has indeed been around since, the, well,
3: late 1800s? These were out the 1800s, but late 1800s, and the one, for example, the ones that uh, that's the technology that's used in hydrogen cars. Oh, and by the way, whatever happened to hydrogen cars and the hydrogen economy? Yeah. Wh- 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 where did that go? Well, how so anyway, so the fuel cells that were going to be in these hydrogen cars, and I've driven most of the hydrogen cars when they were the prototypes that were around, and they're horrible. And it's not like they're it's kind of cool to have a car running on hydrogen, but they make it they they work on they all work on the same technology it's a weird fuel cell yeah, they, and they run rough right no no, they run fine it's just oh. they scream that's oh, the problem really? oh and there's apparently you can't do anything about this. They have a high pitched squeal that it know. would i think it would be banned if if there was a city full of these cars there'd be people with blood coming out of their ears <laughs> okay and and they're they're they still can't get enough hydrogen in one of these tanks to go because you want to go three to four hundred miles on a on a charge or a fuel cell or a tank of gas or something like that. Uh-huh. And they had to comp- finally to get these things to get to close to three hundred miles. They had to use a tank technology that resulted in the in the hydrogen gas at ten thousand pounds per square inch in the tank, nice. which means that a rupture. Would blow the car to smithereens and <laughs> yeah. everybody nearby. Oh, it
0: would be so exciting, wouldn't it? <gasps> the I thirty five. And I was talking about the uh it, it has an actual word. Um mm, what's the word? The wood bur- the wood bar- burning cars, gasogene, I I think is what they used to call it. Ga, ga- yeah, gasogene. In the in World War Two there were tons of cars, and if you if you just Google oh, yeah. if you just yeah. Google wood yeah. burning car, yeah, they were all over. Europe. Oh my god! And there's and some of them are really beautiful, and there's just tons of cars that have these big burners on the back <laughs> with burning <laughs> wood driving around. Yeah. I, this this has to make a comeback.
3: Well, it's getting there.
0: I I uh, I'm so um, a lot of people sent me tons of links to 10-kilowatt wood-burning generators, which I really appreciate that there's people making these, but you know, maybe next time I have a spare $35,000 laying around, I'll get one of those. I really would like just a homebrew deal in the pickup truck. And there's tons of guys who have done it.
3: You're in the right part of the
0: country. Those Texans like to weld. They like to weld, and we... What are you eating? I'm just eating a lozenge. Oh, I, <laughs> I see your throat hurt. You need a lozenge for your throat.
3: Mild cough. Uh, Anyway, go on.
0: Anyway, I would like to uh, to to wrap this up by telling the peoples of Europe that uh, we are not burning up alive. Yeah, it's warm, and um, and I don't know, and I don't know what this bull crap is that they're selling people in in Phoenix. They have grounded flights in Phoenix, saying that because of the heat, the aircraft cannot take off properly. I happen to know a few things about aircraft.
3: Yes. Well, what is the problem with I've heard of this before that they it's sometimes difficult to take off in the, if it's too hot.
0: Yes. Well, the, the air density definitely changes and you have less lift. Uh, so this can be uh, obfuscated in a number of ways. Longer runway is a good one. Um, but I think Phoenix is pr- plenty long for what they're doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure... That uh, you can solve a lot of this with your weight and balance. So there might be some some flights that might be a challenge, but you really the, diff- it's, you know, the difference between one hundred degrees and one hundred ten degrees is not the difference between taking off or not taking off. I think something else is going on here, and this is what we learned when we were on our last Hot Pockets tour, and we went up to Wichita, and we stayed with our our buddy there, the mm, Sand what is it uh, Dune Buggy Golfcarts dot com.
3: Oh yeah, a doombuggy guy.
0: Yeah, a yeah, buggy guy, and yeah. he told me that the... whatever happened to him. No, he's still selling doom buggies. He sold a couple to remember. He sold some to like some Arabs.
3: Yeah, vaguely.
0: Yeah, and he told me that the big problem with the planes that they're building now, the composite, the the, the composite planes, the the plastic planes, is they start to melt around 130 degrees. Oh on the tarmac. I'm thinking something else is going on. I'm thinking that the planes that can take off are the ones with sheet metal and rivets, and the ones that have a problem, they have to move them into the hangar because they become unsafe. And it's 140 degrees in Phoenix, is it not?
3: I don't know, but I know the ground temperature gets way up there. Yeah, It's horrible, that place. And you think they put coverings over their parking lots and things? No. No. You go to some strip mall in Phoenix, you park your car outside, five minutes later, you can't get back in the car. You have to open, you leave the windows open and you have to stick, you kind of reach in without burning yourself. Start the engine and turn on the air conditioner while you stand outside yeah. until the car cools off enough because you can't even touch the steering wheel. Yeah, And you'll get third degree burns if you sit down. <laughs> it's horrible.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, let me say in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. In the morning
3: to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the water, subs in the air, and all the dames and knights out there.
0: Yes, indeedy. How you all doing? And to our uh, in the morning to our uh, human resources in the chat room, uh, noagendastream.com, net. No already bickering and fighting amongst each other. Great. I love it. You get new people in the chat room like,
8: daddy, doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then people go Adam is a rated helicopter pilot. He knows what he's talking of. It's funny.
3: Uh, yeah, I, it's always that way. I've, I've always noticed that when you come into a, or somebody runs into you in a uh, media market, so you're presenting your uh, information, and a lot of people have the backstory, what you know, what you don't know, what your opinions are, where your prejudices lie, your bigotries and all the rest, and they, mm-hmm. they, it's all factored in. And you get some newbie, who comes in and they're usually blowhards and they think they start trying to lord it over a a group of people that are insiders essentially. And then they usually get shouted down and they have to shut up (laughs) slave for a while. Exactly. And then they finally get a clue and then they're allowed (laughs) to discuss things. Yeah. So I'm reading, uh, I'm looking at, I've got a bottle of, uh, and this is just an example of of how this kind of works in, in more uh, serious venues. So I'm, I'm, checking out, I'm going to auction off some of my wine collection, and, uh, but Wait, I also whoa,
0: have... Whoa, 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 hold, stop, hold the front door. What? You're going to auction off some of your wine collection? Now, you can't just pass by that comment just, just lightly? Yeah. Well, whoa, hello, I'd like to be in, how can I get in on this? You don't own any of it. No, but I, have, I want to help you. How can we get in, or can we do... I no,
3: mean, oh, no, no. You just give it to auction house or one of these places. Do you
0: have much. a collection that's, that you can give to an auction house? Is the kind of collection you have? Like Christie's? Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got Christie's so, stuff. So it's hard times, huh?
3: Well, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> that, I just, that's why I got to sell the wine. That's hard. You have to turn over your wine anyway because some, it's just you're never going to drink it. It's heartbreaking so, to hear this. This is, so, your, this
0: is your collection. This is, you are a, an archivist. You can't, you,
3: this is you, not you normal. You can't archive wine forever. Mm, okay. So anyway, so I'm, I'm I'm noticing I have a bottle, which I was actually received um, under interesting circumstances, of, uh, of Hennessy's Richard. And I didn't realize, I always knew it was on par with the, I didn't realize what it's worth because the Chinese have been screwing up the cognac market. Yes. So uh, I'm reading about this about what this thing's worth and i'm reading about the the hennessy operation and the, and the master taster and the people and how they do a tasting because they the the thing about cognac is they it has to taste the same the the hennessy xo from 1950 has to taste the same as the hennessy xo from 2020 it's got to all taste the same then you, you have these master tasters who can blend and so you have this consistent product so when you buy a bottle of it you know you're going to get the same thing. You're always going to... Well, gonna yeah, test. that's what
0: you're paying for. It's, it's not what cheap. What you're paying yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: And uh, they... So, but they're always bringing people in, and there's this, like, a, the main taster, the guy who's, who's uh, I think, insured for $5 million, and then there's <laughs> two or three of these other guys. <laughs> he, he has and the most expensive they, tongue in the business. It's a nose, mostly. Oh. Mm. And so... Uh, <laughs> As they bring these guys in, I just was reading about this, and the guy says, "When you're one of the newbies, you're brought in for the first time. You're brought into the tasting and click, and you you cannot speak for ten years. Really, that that's your non-disclosure. You no, you can't speak at the meeting. <laughs> what really?" Yeah, wow. For 10 years. Wow. You shut, shut up. Shut up. And Sit listen, down and then watch the experts do their thing. Wow. Well, and you know. then you can say something in 10 years. That's the way the chat room should be.
0: <laughs> a long way to go, but I like it. <laughs> 10 years. Okay, I'm going to write this down. We have a 10-year moratorium. I, I would like to point out one other thing. This is a, ladies and gentlemen, you have just witnessed a black swan event. JCD selling his wine collection is an economic indicator. Not of... Not
3: selling the entire collection. There are wines in the collection, and I'll just tell you what the deal I'm not, is.
0: I'm not saying the world the world's going to burn, but you this is you cannot
3: afford to drink these wines. That's this, the problem, John.
0: This is an economic indicator of epic proportions. It might be. I'm this is this is the tipping point.
3: Well, for my collection, I hope.
0: When is the uh, when is the auction taking? Are you doing this on eBay?
3: No, 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 no. There's these auction houses <laughs> that specialize in wine. There's when, places when, that buy when? and sell wine. There's, there's a huge infrastructure for selling your wine if you have the right wine to sell. Right. And I'll, you know, white uh, the right wine to sell. For example, would be my. Uh, I have a bottle, uh, just a single magnum, a double, uh, two bottles in the, of of Latour 1990. Latorre, I okay, can I similar, can I guess
0: the price of the Latour 1990 without without googling or anything? Because I've had Latour. Yeah, and I would say that's going to be about hmm, it would four five. I would say two thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, probably something like that. Might be more because uh, Latour ninety is considered uh, one of the greatest Latours ever. Right? And you only have one. I have a bottle, and I, which I am keeping, and yeah. I have a magnum. It's the magnum I am selling. Can we? Can I come over one
0: day and we we'll just like go crazy, run around naked, and drink the other one? No. Just like straight out of the bottle. It's like, a <laughs> nice thought, but
3: it's not going to happen. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I just, ha- I can dream.
3: You could drink a bottle of something. I'm sure one of these. There. Oh, here it is. Here's the 1990 Latour Bordeaux Magnum from Colt Wine. Uh, you still there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I'm on the floor still realizing
3: what happened There's two, has there's happened two of them <laughs> available for $2,500. That's see, so I was I, close. That was close. Yeah, you were. That was actually a good guess. Uh I can't afford to drink a $2,500 wine. No, duh. I just can't. No, of course not. Of course not. But I, I, so I first but of all, somebody I'm, else can, so they yeah. can have
0: it. Right. Well, I'm sad. I'm sad for you because I wish we could hang around and drink $2,500 bottles of wine. That would we be, can't afford it. That would be a nice life. And, uh, you know, the hookers are getting cheaper. And, we get, we, <laughs> and better looking. And better looking. This is Dvorak's law. Uh, So that's not going to happen. Um, However, we do have people to thank who keep us on a fine diet of mac and cheese as we continue to get by bringing you the best podcast in the universe. Value for value is our motto. And uh, we're going to thank the executive producer. We have producers today and associate executive producers uh, for show number uh, 526.
3: And they, by the way, get a double producership. That is correct. People will all be producers on the July 4th show, which will be coming up this next Thursday. When we're actually working, probably the only people That's in right. show business that <laughs> oh, work yeah. on July the 4th. Wait a minute.
0: We're in show business? It's,
3: except for the guys <laughs> Except for the guys who are on these microphones saying, and now the fireworks demonstration.
0: <laughs> hey, dude. We are uh, two donation segments away from being that guy. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> and now from the 7th School District. And by the way, tonight's fireworks are coordinated with 95.5 FM.
3: Yeah, we've got that going on here. Too. <laughs> yeah, of course. David Foley, the Black Baron of Silicon Valley, came in with $630.13. Uh, lost last. Cats, California. Nice. In the morning, keep up the great work. You can only be found here on the best podcast in the universe. Please send some of that good N.A. Karma my way from David Foley, the black baron of Silicon Valley. Here it comes. A heap full of karma for you, my friend.
9: You've got karma.
3: H.J. Schmidt in Utrecht. Utrecht. Utrecht.
0: Utrecht. Utrecht. This is so nice to have our Dutch producers, but I didn't get a note. Did
3: you get a note from H.J.? I didn't see one. I didn't see one either. 4567. Hmm. Um, also, Dame, uh, good old Dame Francine Hardaway came in to help us out. She's in Half Moon Bay, California, 33369. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Baroness Von Wait a minute. Stealth. Whoa
0: whoa. Did, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Did she just hammer out a magic number and a swazzle enough?
3: Yeah. Nasty girl. Bar- Baron von Stealth mode here. When you <laughs> Baroness, meet her. Baroness, Baroness. a Baroness. Sorry. <laughs> How about some cooling karma for Phoenix, where it's 120 degrees? Yeah. Here we go. We're going to give you some karma and some sticks.
9: You've got karma. All right. There
3: you go. Uh, Ryan Bemrose in Everett, Washington. Three 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 three. You know, I think that he may. He. This came in through the time payment system of one of the banks. So he may actually be do- donating 33333 routinely. Well, really? Wow. That is fantastic. So we have to look into Brian and find out what's going on. Okay. Robert Hegedus in, in uh, Spring, Texas. Right Hold down
0: on. Well, he well, sent me a clip. Call me sir, god damn it.
3: He's $300. A, he's a, he's a knight. You have to call him uh, sir. Sir. Sir Hegedus. <laughs> and, he, and he got his note? I didn't see his note. It says emailed note. Oh, I thought the email note. Yeah, the note had the clip on it. I got the same note you did. It said, "Here's a clip. I want you to play." Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Nicholas, what you played? Yes. Nicholas Ross <laughs> and inherent... Sir, Sir Robert Haggardus from now on. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get that part of the database fixed. Nicholas Roth, two hundred fifty dollars in Heron, Illinois. I think it's time for one of those multi-language ITM sequences.
4: In the morning, what? Manana, There you go. So uh, anonymous two hundred
3: and fifty dollars out of New Orleans, Calif- uh, California. It's funny. We should we need a New Orleans, California, <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah, the way it's going. It could happen. Uh, salutations. I've been a pre-donor since somewhere around show three fifty. Jeez. But it finally self-actualized to f- to full-fledged donor. I write to you at 11 p.m. from LaGuardia Airport after a long day of getting kicked around by U.S. Airways, culminating in my flight being canceled and being told to eat mac and cheese. Yeah. Now I'm stuck here, though. Luckily, I found a flight home in the morning. In the morning, on a different carrier. Oh, before I forget, please pass, toss a D bag shout out to the LaGuardia U.S. Airways staff. That, treat, that treated us all so poorly and shots of karma for me and my similarly situated co-passengers. All right. We'll do that in a minute. Okay. Now, in a general sense, I'm donating today because you guys work hard to produce something that I like listening to. The show is funny, sarcastic, satirical, weighty, well-produced, and includes something that very few news programs do today. Lots of primary source material. I can't imagine how much C-SPAN you both listen to. Regardless of the opinions you hold, you surely must have a better grasp of current events and policy than most anyone else outside of the Capitol. And very importantly, your show makes keeping up with current events downright entertaining. Ah, there you go. That, now, mission accomplished. Uh, recently, I was late for a flight. I knew if I opted out, of would miss my plane. He talks. Now he's got some anecdotes about TSC, and I think, that's about, I think we've covered all we need to.
0: I do, I do want to uh, mention that Miss Mickey, once again... Went through uh, airport security here at Bergstrom Airport in Austin. Said, oh, sorry, I, I can't lift my arms." <laughs> Straight through magnetometer. No frisking. No touching. Good to go. System still works.
3: Yeah, well, I'm for sure it will work until we abuse it to death. Robert Tennant, F two forty four forty seven in New Zealand. Longtime listener, Deuce Club member, eleven eleven club for two years. This brings me to check to make sure you're still eleven eleven. This brings me to eighty percent of a knighthood, not bad for a cheap kiwi, <laughs> yeah, long live the best podcast in the universe, apparently
0: a thousand people a day are leaving New Zealand for Australia
3: why uh jobs oh, because they got rid of gillard
0: well yeah well, there's that, but there's there's no work there's you know all the oil and the gas stuff is all uh in Australia, and people are just a thousand people a day that's what my my Kiwi girl here told me.
3: Kevin Lacombe in Port Orchard, Washington, 23456. Uh, I know I told you I was sending this check in the mail, but life interrupted me. I found out my dad has cancer, so I need an urgent fuck cancer on top of that. I had my physical, and the doctor found a lump in my thyroid. He couldn't find it digitally, although I f- it sure felt like it. I got John's email plea for help and felt PayPal was the best meth this time. Adam, since you can't make the show tonight in Austin, I'm sending you a link to the video of her, Rachel Yamagata's recent uh, set in Salt Lake City.
0: Oh, uh, Let me tell you. So he invited me to go to the show by this girl um, who's performing in Austin tonight. And it, his here's his email. His email was, um, you know, it's not a school night because you'll be done with the show. You don't have, you know, some Professor Obama bot dinner lined up because you don't do those on Sunday nights. You know, it's perfect. It's right nearby. Uh, You're going to love her. There's going to be tons of lesbians in the audience. I'm like, oh, you're hitting all my buttons. But guess what? I can't go because... Why because? Why because? Miss Molly Wood is coming to visit for uh, three days. Take her. Well, she's got her son with her. Take him. (laughs) And this... Hey, Eli. He's five. Eli, these women, who you'll learn to love... They like to kiss other women. Isn't that cool? Yeah, now I get a short picture of Molly Wood enjoying this. So it's, I'm here alone with Molly.
4: Oh, that uh-huh. sounds
0: pretty
3: risque. <laughs> I hope I get in some kind of trouble. Tobias Marks, 22644 in San Jose, California. Retroactive donation of 333 per wait, month. Wait, hold on. Month. I'm sorry, sorry. i got to do his F cancer thing. Oh, yes, and also Karma! Karma!
4: Yeah. <laughs> You've
3: got karma. There you go. That's for Kevin. Yep. Uh, Retroactive donation, 333 per month for every month. The No Agenda show has been on the air 68 months. I'd appreciate some indie game development karma for my new company, PlayPero, and my first game, Space Repair, Inc., for the (laughs) iOS Android. Oh, I'll try that out. That sounds kind of
0: fun. Space Repair, Inc.
3: You've got karma. All right. Good luck with that. We encourage entrepreneurs. Uh, Karen Edwards in uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, 222. With losing my school bus driver job for the summer, becoming a producer for the show makes sense, right? I was hit in the mouth last summer by your listener, Richard Garrett, Thunder Bay. Last summer over the pipeline so he could get credit for this donation. I enjoy and appreciate your show and make sure my kids listen each time so they don't become mindless robots. To the media as they grow up.
0: <laughs> oh, this is great. That, that warms my heart. Thank you, Karen. Let me give you a little bit of job karma. You deserve that. Bus driver? You've got
9: karma. Hey,
10: bus driver!
3: You'll get something. It's, it's, funny, Brian it's Ferguson. how that works out. In Foothill Ranch, California, two twelve twelve. Uh, no comment. Uh, and then we got a long note. From making up for it is Roy Pingle in New York, two eleven. Hey, guys, are better than you guys are better than myth busters. Love yep. your deconstructions, <laughs> but what do you think? Sometimes it seems to me that the U.S. public can pretty easily deal with the abstract knowledge that its government has the ability to spy on everyone. This knowledge remains a suspicion, a rumor, an idea. The public does not have to do anything about it except maybe use the knowledge in cafe small talk or small group discussions around conspiracy theories. And it goes on. I'm not seeing where he's headed with
0: this. Um, keep going. Maybe something will happen.
3: <clears throat> on the other hand, when the knowledge becomes concrete with documentary proof that your government is consistently – oh, I see. What he's referring to is the – is that we've known that this has been going on, but because Snowden came around and actually had a slideshow because we because the public at large are idiots. And need, unless they yeah, see a PowerPoint, uh, they don't believe anything.
2: <laughs> we need,
0: we need pictures. Pretty pictures with, with pretty colors. Pictures. Ah.
3: <laughs> don't uh, make me read now you really have to do something that, about concrete knowledge. Now you have to act. Very few in the U.S. public want to be in that situation. Very few want to have the concrete proven knowledge that the government is criminal and that the governing authorities are criminals. And even fewer want to have to act on that knowledge to have to do something. They will not be appreciated uh, if – they will not be appreciative of the person who has duly and properly provided them with the concrete knowledge to have to do something. In other words, what he's saying is Snowden's a pain in the butt because he's made everyone actually aware, so he should be hung up, and so should Greenwald.
0: Oh, no, I read it differently. That's the way I'm reading it. No, the way I read it is you and I are the ones who are going to be
3: hung up. Well, <laughs> we're minor players in this, in this Greenwald thing. Yeah, peons, I tell you. Yeah, peons. Uh, and all we do is just, uh, we're just, uh, I don't know what we do. Brian Newman, $210 in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, without comment. finally, Wesley Young, $200 in Warren, Pennsylvania. Um, I want to thank them and all the other donors uh, we'll mention later that came in to help us on the Sunday show to beat the yeah. Thursday show, and, which is very poor, by yeah, the way.
0: Yeah, but this is great because everyone who came in today gets the gets the double producership, and um, it it I think will with this trick that you blatantly played on everyone, you this trinket you str- you hung out for. Everyone. I think these producerships are <laughs> worth their weight in gold. A little bit of a little mirror magic, yeah.
3: Well, it's good because we it's, have <laughs> it's a huge list on on the fourth. Yeah, and then, by the way, exactly. everyone who, who donated on Thursday will be on the same, same, list,
0: same list. Thank you so much.
3: Thank yeah, you so we want much. to remind you to go to devark.org slash na, channel slash na, no agenda show, no agenda Nation.com. There's a donate button. And we do have a show coming up on the 4th of July where the two of us, the only two in show business, uh, we'll be working on the 4th of July.
0: <laughs> Which proves we are actually in show business. This is the part I <laughs> like the most about what you're saying here. Um, and, yes, please go to... A- uh, uh, dot org <laughs>
11: slash N.A.
0: Now, I want you to close your eyes. No, no, John, please. No, don't notice. Don't I'm I'm doing some programming here.
3: Oh, okay. Go. I want
0: to close your eyes. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you to open your eyes... And I want you to look, the first thing that you see, I want you to reel so if you're in the car, it may be a stop sign, it may be a traffic light, it may be a car in front of you, just whatever it is. Okay, ready? One, two, three, and open. Okay, now hopefully every single time you see the stop sign, you'll think of that song.
3: Why would you want somebody to think of that song?
0: I want them to think about it a lot. Do you did you hear the song?
3: No, it's all breaking up. It's all breaky. Oh. Three,
0: 339 El Cerrito What was the, what's the, what's the zip code? 94530 339 <laughs> oh.
3: three, yeah. El yeah. Cerrito well, that reminds me. i am caught again uh, the other day with uh, Dee Dee Dinah hitting me. Oh I no! I think they're beaming it into the house.
0: <laughs> thank you very much, Ryan Santangelo, for uh, for bringing us that. And thank you all very much. And of course, you can uh, always uh, go out and help us by uh, well propagating
10: our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Order.
4: Order! Shut up, Slay!
0: Shut up, Yay, yay,
3: yay! Wow. A it's a good group. Good group.
0: Yeah, very very good group. Thank you. Those, of course, are also official credits, which means uh, they are good in the, uh, in the world of show business. You can use it anywhere. You can flash a card. Excuse me. Executive producer.
3: I have a question. Ask Adam. Okay. Do I need to play the jingle, or do you trust me? Uh, The the jingle we don't need. Are you sure? Does she have a new one? (laughs) No,
0: no, no. I have the short one. Ask Adam,
4: ask Adam, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Play this. This is a clip we've had before, and we're going to play it again. Oh. Play play the Clapper Says No Way.
0: Okay. You know, Clapper, I think, is with a C, but I'll let you slide today. Christ.
3: So what I wanted to see is, if
11: you could give me a yes or no answer to the question, does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans? No, sir. It does not. No
5: data. <laughs> not wittingly. <laughs> there are cases where they could in- inadvertently perhaps uh, collect but not not wittingly.
0: Baby, I, I, I didn't it didn't happen wittingly. It just kind of slipped up a little bit. I'm sorry.
3: So uh, the question for you is why isn't this guy brought uh, in front of Congress on charges of perjury? Well, that would make no sense. He perjured himself. He lied. That was a lie. It was a blatant lie. He yeah. admitted it later. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you expect me to I'm have? I'm just wondering why, because they threw answer? Martha Stewart <laughs> in jail. Yeah. For less. For less than this, What'd this you... is right in front of Congress—a bold-faced lie. Yeah, but uh, clearly, why weren't... is there contempt of Congress? No. I'm asking you. Tell me. Would you Explain it to me. I'm just huh. trying to understand from okay. my my, uh, right, my, right. e- my constitutional huh. expert here. You. Oh. oh well, well, thank you
0: very much for recognizing my years of study. Uh, this is, of course, because you know, uh, birds of a feather flock together. They're all criminals and crooks. And they're not going to make any stink. All they need to do is just, you know, kill a celebrity or, uh, you know, bring. Hey, call up the Globe and uh, tell them that uh, that Michael Jackson like uh, had sex with 25 kids. That'll keep them busy for a while. Cause they're all criminal. That's why this is what's going on. Constitutionally, of course, they should be thrown out. We should have uh, pitchforks and uh, shotguns and we should be uh, on the mall in Washington, D.C. We should be calling for their heads to be chopped off. But again, you know, the, the, the nature of show business is just too appealing. We are distracted by way too many things. Uh, the New York Times, did you read the opinion piece by any, by any chance? Uh, that came out um, yesterday. Uh, I was blown away by the New York Times saying it is criminal. The Obama administration has uh, overstepped their constitutional boundaries.
3: Yeah, of course I read this.
0: And but they, and they said, but the American public just goes and the New York Times wrote, the American public goes meh,
3: meh, meh. meh. That's the word they
0: use. The word they use in the article, the New York Times. Yeah. So there's your answer, meh.
3: United States of
0: America.
3: <laughs> no, but it's very important that Lindsay Lohan find justice. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of course. i like that. United States of America. That's who we are. Um, when I uh, did you see by any chance, John, the interview with Charlie Rose and MI5? No. Okay. Well, MI5 no, I'm jealous. <laughs> MI5 is of course Uh, the the Guardian, Um, the Brits. Now, here, here's, here's. It it hit me when I saw this, and you've really got to get on the Charlie Rose tip, because people think that that this is they're talking to an elite audience who go on the show, like, and Charlie Rose thinks that he's asking all the the right hard elite questions.
3: Well, we've tracked him before, and we find him asking a lot of leading questions. Oh,
0: he's totally he's a handler. He is a handler. But what's interesting is that people say things that never, you know, it's for it's like an insiders' club, because no one has it's. You it's hard to watch. Charlie Rose is almost as hard to watch as C-SPAN. He is in the level of paint drying when it comes to this show. So now he has uh, the two editors on from the Guardian, and the first thing that strikes me is, oh my God, you know this whole thing, the Snowden thing, which of course we know. There's messaging, there's fractions warring uh, internally. This is, you know, this is the MI5 has been setting us up for this. And I'll play a, just a little bit of these two Brits. And it just it makes you sick to your stomach that, what are these, go away with the Brits already.
3: Just get out of our country. No, I need the premise better because you said it, it, there's no MI5 person here, though, technically.
0: Technically, maybe okay, not we
3: have two British editors from The Guardian. they
0: well, I would say one is mi5 and the other is the editor who uh, the handler who worked with uh, with Glenn who then worked with Snowden. but the, the big reveal is coming after this little okay. setup. Okay. his future
1: remains unclear. Meanwhile, the revelations continue today,
0: The Guardian reported that the National security Agency had been collecting again, this is the Guardian, so th- Charlie Rose doesn't even go to the Washington Post. He goes to The Guardian.
1: America's bulk email data for a decade. Joining me now the editors under whose watch the leaks became public. Janine Gibson is the U.S. editor of The Guardian. Alan Rusbridger is the paper's editor-in-chief. I am pleased to have them here at this table. Welcome. So my question here, and I have no more questions. What does The Guardian know?
0: <laughs> Maybe you'll tell me. Ha, ha, ha. Well, we, um... We have, we have more material. Listen to this guy. Listen to what he's saying, very closely to the words. We have more material. And yes. we're doing what a news organization should do,
12: which is to, to sit through it. Uh, and I think the, the reason that Snowden gave it to a news organization is he felt that this whole area of oversight, this debate about the boundaries between security and privacy, uh, is not... He thinks safe in the hands of the people who should be doing that. Okay,
0: stop right there. You're telling me that Snowden felt that the debate, which was not going on, that the debate about privacy and security was not in the right hands. Uh Uh-uh. That is a psychological operation this guy is playing right there. That is bullcrap. The debate came after these documents came out. That's not why Snowden said, "Oh, oh, hmm, I don't know if the balance is right, if it's the right in the right hands." This is coming from the Guardian, John. Am I am I imagining things here? I keep playing. I, I, this is interesting.
12: So the the, agree with the, that? the judicial. Well, it, I mean, I think that's the debate that
0: we have to have. Right. Hey, what is this? Who does he? What do you mean? Debate we have to have? Who are we, Kimo Sabe? Get the f out. Uh, and I think.
1: And the debate that was suggested by the president, although
12: I'm not sure how sure, sure much sure debate. Sure. And I think we know a lot more than we did a month ago. Um, uh, And he thinks that Congress has been misled uh, and that the courts that are uh, doing this are secret and are effectively rubber-stamp courts. Uh, That's his opinion. And so he's saying, here's a news organisation, I will give it to you, I want you to act responsibly uh,
0: and put things into the public domain that you think should... Really? 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 He went to the, which he did not. We know that he did not go to the Guardian. He was approached by the filmmaker, uh, Leni Rufenstahl, and whatever her name is, and she then went to the Guardian and to the Post. So this guy, right. he, he he's lying. Lied. Well, I
3: think he went to the Post earlier, and they just sat on it. Right, and then, correct, sh- correct. It wasn't until Greenwald started doing stuff that the Post brought their stuff out. But it, but it came via the, the yeah, filmmaker. Maybe, maybe. The, Whatever the case was, they were getting nowhere. Yeah, so this guy, but this guy
0: is lying. And he's saying he wanted to be in safe hands? What? it would be none about. Okay, now here's what I understand. That, that you... Call him up. Okay, so now he's talking to the the woman who is beside. She's moist. She's beside herself with how awesome she is, and she's Glenn Greenwald's editor. And say, so I have a little story I need to talk about.
10: Well, actually, I texted him. Oh, you texted him, OK. <laughs> of course you did. But yes, ha, I ha, did ha, say... Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh. I'm so modern. <laughs> you said telephone. <laughs> so old school. It is, I know. Um, no, I... I, no, I, no. I <laughs> John, did you catch that little ditty she threw out
10: there? Very good. Hilarious, really. I texted him. <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> we have a little story that we might want to have a chat about. And what was the Ooh,
0: little story? A little chat about, I got a story, a little chat about. This is how Glenn talks. He says, "Hello." Love, i got a little story have about.
10: At that point, uh, I understood from Glenn that he had uh, a he significant a amount. Glenn Greenwald. Right. Yes, that he had a, a significant amount of... Uh- no, Glenn Campbell. What were you yes, thinking? What I was thinking. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn
0: who? That was an unnecessary interruption to make yourself look knowledgeable on the topic. The interviewers do this a lot. It's like, throw out a non-sequitur, completely irrelevant to the... Everyone knows it's Glenn Greenwald. Uh, Greenwald, I did my homework. Yeah,
10: please. Extremely uh, secret material. It's like, Bono, oh, you mean of you too? Yeah, thank you. And the broad, the very broad uh, brush of, of what it was. And, of course, what we didn't know at that point was whether it was verified, whether we could verify the source. And we were communicating via phone, which... You know, as this story, if nothing else shows, that's not a great way to be communicating. One of the great challenges of this story has been how you can communicate with reporters in many time zones when you can't really communicate by phone.
0: That's not what this story was about. I'm sorry. That was the previous story of the AP reporters being spied on. This is not your story, but okay.
10: So he got on a plane and came to New York, and uh, we had a look through a, a sort of sample. A sample? A sample? Was he showing, like, swatches of of clothing? Which turned out to be the 41-page PRISM presentation. looked at that and thought, well, that's quite a big story, if it turns
0: out to be true. Oh, interesting, if it turns out to be true, which, of course, has not really been verified, and they really did no business verifying it. So she goes on a little bit with that. But here's where it blew me away, and I, I, I don't understand why this is not front page New York Times well, of course I do, but that would be an Ask John. It would be silly. When Julian Assange went to Wiki, uh, uh, with WikiLeaks, when Bradley Manning went to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks, what did WikiLeaks do with the material? Did they, A, <clears throat> publish everything in a fine database format so the entire world could download it and take a look at it? No. Or, <laughs> or, did, or did they, B, Handed over to a number of select mainstream media publications who then dissected it and talked to various agencies about what they could actually publish or not. Yes. Okay. How did it work with The Guardian, uh, John?
3: Well, it looks to me like to be the same process. Do you believe national security of the United
0: States
1: has been damaged?
0: I do not. But the question was, do you believe the... By, re- by publishing this, the security of the United States, the national security of the United States has been damaged. Her answer, as you just heard, was, I do not. Do you believe national security of the United States has been damaged?
10: I do not. And we have consulted with the authorities about everything that we have published. And Which we've invited them um, with the NSA, with the White House, so the DNI.
1: Is this damaging to national security and should we, is there any real reason we should not publish this?
10: We've invited specific national security concerns about, we've let them know what we're going to publish and, you know, to the spe- specifics of which slide, of which presentation, or which document, on which date, and...
0: Well, do you uh, Tell me how that happens. Wait a minute. <laughs> so they called the White House, called DNI, called the NSA, said... Here's what, Take a look at this. We want to publish these slides on this date, at this time, in this publication. Do you have a problem? Because mm-hmm. it's
1: interesting to me. Uh, it's come up before with other news organizations in the United States. Do you go to a NSA authorities, whether it's General Alexander or someone else, and say, this is what we're prepared to publish? Uh, is, what's the next part of the question?
10: Well, in this situation, you're not really asking a question yeah. because you have the information. You're saying,
1: well, I'm going to publish this. What's
10: your response? You're saying this is what we have. Um, do you have a specific national security concern that that's you would question. like to alert well, us that's a to? Question. And well, yes, yeah. that is a question. Or we are inviting you to raise. Right. And then we don't guarantee that we will agree with their interpretation. Of course not. But what we're saying is we would, you know, we'd like to hear that. And, and you heard it. Um. Actually, and they say we, we, have haven't, we haven't. We have had specific it, national security concerns about any of have They too? never expressed any specific. national
3: security specific concerns. Mm-hmm. Would, I think it's fair. Hmm. Well, hold on a second. There's a couple <laughs> that brings up a couple interesting. Well, points. yeah. How about the the people are going to die? That that yeah, water, and water Miller saying came. this is the worst disaster ever. Uh, here, and they should arrest Glenn Greenwald. Uh,
0: here is the the the, the publication <laughs> saying, "Do you have a national security issue?" And they said they didn't even answer.
3: So you tell me what's going on so here. So that sounds like a number of possibilities. One, all the information is bullcrap. They're doing a lot more, and this is just a smokescreen to make it look like they're not. Mm-hmm. Could be testing the waters. We could have this phony slideshow. Maybe only has the five slides, mm-hmm. and they're testing the water to see how the public reacts to this. And if the public is good with it, fine. Throw the switch. We'll just put everybody in a database and we'll spy on everybody 24-7. Who cares? What oh. difference does it make?
0: Well, it's funny you say that, John, because on my favorite show, Aaron Burnett had our favorite guy, Wes Clark, known of the Wes Clark Seven, and it's, it's like you taking the words right out of his mouth.
13: Everything he was going to release that was a problem was done at the beginning, but then he said I'm worried about things he may still have. So which is it?
14: Well, I think I think the, the fact is that... The way it came out at the time of the summit meeting with the Chinese president, it it, it was hurtful. But on the other hand, uh, there may be some more stuff behind it. But the truth is, people know what's in there. And the American people are solidly behind the prison program and (laughs) all that's going on. The American people want protection. And most people say, look, if if that's what it takes... I'm happy, so I'm I think happy. the president's on very solid ground here. Let it work out. Edwards, Snowden's going to disappear from the pages of history. <laughs> I love that little pause. He's going to disappear
0: from the pages of history. <laughs> so Oops. now, so now you can put the New York Times into context. They are not on your side. They are part of the "oh, everyone's fine with it" program. That's what's going on here. It is to marginalize anyone's uh, any dissenting voice saying, excuse me, you're clearly not with the majority. You're not with the cool kids. You, are, you You. Everyone's fine with this. Everyone's fine. Clearly, America is behind prison. That's what he just said. And then Aaron when Burnett said, goes,
3: yeah, "Yeah." She said, "Yes." Yeah. She's yeah. in full agreement.
0: Because <laughs> you know she's she works at the, she's a, a a council foreign relations member yeah oh yeah, and of course the President has to downplay it just a little bit you know that that I think that was the funniest line I heard all week
5: i 'm not going to be scrambling jets uh, <laughs> to get a twenty uh, nine year old hacker
0: I love that i 'm keeping that because this is in the same uh to me in the same line as um this one
5: because it hasn't it hasn't happened yet, but it will imagine boarding a train in the center of a city. No racing to an airport and across the terminal, no delays, no sitting on the tarmac, no lost luggage, no taking off your shoes. Your shoes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. We're lining them up. There'll be more like that. And then his dad comes out. Snowden's dad. This to me. Uh, was yeah,
3: a, this, this was interesting. Th- I, I you got his dad? Get your take on that.
0: Okay. Well, this is not his dad. Ah. Oh. I don't know who this guy is. But you're a father, okay? Your kid screws up. They'll say, you know, Jay or, or JC, you know, they screw up and big time. This is this is a, and, and let's just leave out of the equation whether you're conflicted about whether the kid did the right thing or not. This is not how a father talks.
1: And we update the story of Edward Snowden as a family member of the former intelligence contractor. Also note family member. Defended him on national television
12: this morning. Ray Suarez reports.
3: At this point, I don't feel that he's committed treason.
12: The father of former CIA contractor Edward Snowden told NBC
3: News today his son is not a traitor. He has, in fact,
14: uh, broken U.S. law in the sense uh, that he has released uh, classified information. And if folks want to classify him as a traitor, in fact, he has betrayed his government. But I don't believe that he's betrayed the people of the United States.
0: This is unbelievable to me. This is, first of all, the guy is a talker. He's, he's spoken on television or he's spoken before a microphone or before media. I don't know too much about him. I haven't put a lot of research in, but I saw this and I'm like, that's not his dad. That's not his father. I don't care what you're saying. That's not how parents speak. That's not how they act around their children. Your thoughts, uh, Johnson Dvorak, child behavior specialist.
3: I, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you on this. It sounds well, he did break U.S. law. I mean, nobody would say that, you know, if, if you're generally speaking, especially in, a, in some situations, he didn't do anything wrong. You know, I mean, there's a million ways of doing this, but you don't come out with a statement like he did. He broke U.S. law. I know
0: <laughs> I am programmed to talk this way.
3: But it was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that you, he may be an actor. I'm thinking total act Lonnie Snowden also told
12: Attorney General Eric Holder he believes his son would voluntarily return to the U.S. to face espionage charges if the Justice Department promises not to hold him before trial or subject him to a gag order. Snowden himself remains
0: out of sight. His passport has been revoked by... The- this is another thing that's bothering me about this story. This continuous messaging... And and this is where I think we get into the the messages that are being sent with all this. His passport has been revoked. What did it blow up? It burned in midair. And when you when you go when you go to like Russia, it's like they don't give a crap. I mean, what does it mean? Been revoked. Well, there's
3: a couple of things. I <clears throat> I thought about this too, and I've been I thought it was. Very strange. If I'm in South America with an American passport, I'm going from country to country. I just go from country to country. They look at the passport, they look at you, they stamp it, you're done. Yes. They don't. They're not hooked to the U.S. database. They're not hooked to any database. And even, but speaking. even even if they are, what do they care? Yeah, they don't care. The the revocation. This passport's no good. Revocation means you, your money's no good with us. No, I think it means. It's th- like the PayPal thing we have.
0: I think. I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's worse. When you well, let me consult the book of knowledge while you give your your opinion. I well, I'm bu- just saying
3: that in the PayPal case, you you know we get the people get apparently we are killing people's passports to pay us. Anyway, it's, it was a minor point. I can't really go on about it.
0: What 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 does it mean when your passport? Okay, revocation. I guess would be the word. What does passport revocation
3: actually mean? I don't know what does it mean. I don't know what, how you even do it. In fact, if you're in court and you're going to, if you're a flight risk, they take your passport. That's the only way you can keep people from okay. using a passport.
0: Well, I have it here, uh, fifty-one point six five of uh, USCIS.gov's uh, whatever they call it, notification of denial or revocation of passport. A. The department will notify in writing any person whose application for issuance of a passport has been denied or whose passport has been revoked. The notification will be set forth, the specific reasons for the denial or revocation, and if applicable, procedures for review are available. An application for a passport will be denied or treated as abandoned if an applicant fails to meet his or her burden of proof. Uh, It doesn't say anything about what this means. I think it means you can't come back into the country. It has nothing to do with traveling around the world. And, and and revoking it sounds like you know his passport flew out of his bag. Oh, you have no passport now all of a sudden. He still has a passport? This is a very weird this is messaging and I'm not quite sure if it's really intentional but it feels like it.
3: No, I I am 100% with you on this. It feels like it because I noticed this meme coming up over and over. Oh, his passport was revoked. Yeah. Oh, how can the Russians let him go? His passport was revoked, obviously. They have no concern for the rule of law. By the way, our economic hitman has some stuff coming in on uh, the Syrian situation. Ah, oh, nice. And apparently, according to his people, his or his milieu, yeah. uh, the... Uh, the Syria has long since, I don't have all the details, but has long since been a proxy war. Not about pipelines, but pipelines are part of it, but there's even more to it than that. But it's a proxy war with the United States and Russia using Syria as the, you know, as sure. the, and the Chiners. Ah, oh, then, then drugs must be involved. I don't know, but there's something going on. He, he was in there, you sent it from the phone, he's on the move. <laughs> I don't know where he's going. <laughs> really? He's, he's always on wait the a move. Minute. Wait a minute.
0: You didn't answer the call, did you? Did it you, wasn't did, a call. Oh, did you turn on the scrambler? How did he get in touch it with was,
3: you? It was a text message over his oh, iPhone. Oh no! Eh, I figured you know they've been, you know they just do this anyway routine.
0: Did, did he use code like uh, no code? No, no code? Oh God! No! You're kidding me!
3: No, this is fine because you were. It, it's only apparently if you're if you're using encryption. The latest word is
12: Mr. DC Voran. <laughs> Open up the door,
3: Jebediah. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if you
0: use encryption or Tor, then you actually are targeted. Yeah, because yeah. you must have
3: something to hide.
0: That's right. That's exactly it. Oh wait, I had a jingle for that too. Hold on a second. Where is oh my goodness. Um Wow. There's I have so many, so many cool jingles to play. First let's do this one.
3: You hear that over the Skype? Uh, it was it was hard to understand.
0: Oh, someone tell me where the hell is Snowden? Because I need oh, to know. I need no, to I know. I,
3: it was a little bit.
0: Is it, it? Am I uh, am I over am I over modulating? No, the, no. On it was just it was,
3: it was coming through clear as a bell. It's just that it was muffled. Oh, okay. And, as a as a, as a production well, thing, I, well, I don't think it's usable.
0: Well, it's not. I mean, it, you know, it, this is our producers. You know, they just throw stuff. Yeah, no, together. they throw they throw it together. And, and, yeah, like this one. David Bowie sending in some tracks for us.
5: This time you really pissed the song Tell the people all the secrets Now the drones are coming for your eyes Cause you
3: Not well intended, yes. Uh, so uh, it, we're, I just said the word "so." Good, caught myself. That's a positive sign. I caught myself say, it's a good start. saying "amazing" a couple of times. Not to, not today. No, no. no I mean, no, at the d- dinner today. table. Oh, I mean, it's to the point that we got the dinner table where It has to. Oh, no, I know rules.
0: Well, it's gotten so Mickey and I are catching each other on it now. So right. so 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 far latido. Where were we? Uh, that we're all going to a hell in a handbasket.
7: South Carolina's Lindsey Graham was among the Republican oh.
14: supporters. You will be paying taxes. You're going to have the pleasure of getting know the IRS like the rest of us. Welcome to America.
3: That's right. Just want to make sure
0: we got that in there. Welcome to
3: so America. So I
14: think that that
3: uh, Anderson Pooper has uh, is kind of on the Snowden side of the equation because I'm kind of keeping tabs on these guys. What do you mean? Because on the, the, the Snowden people that side? Are, What do you mean? You know, Sorry, what do you mean on the Snowden side? Well, he's on the Snowden Glenn, Glenn Greenwald side oh. because he was had Greenwald on. This was a, well, like is he a, playing a, the gay card?
0: Is this like you know? This is no, z- no, he's uh, not. Oh, mm, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Could be. Well, he definitely is defending Greenwald. I have a couple of clips that right, talk about the real sleaze ball, which is Peter King, who apparently oh, accused Greenwald <laughs> of threatening the country by. By, he says he was going to out all the CIA agents around the world. Oh, about time. And he, <laughs> I never said that. But Peter King says he should be jailed immediately. And so this was kind of upsetting to Greenwald. Is this uh, King Part 1? Yeah,
14: play King Part 1. You get a little feeling for it. On Fox News, he went even further when he was talking to Ma- Megyn Kelly. Uh, he said that Glenn Greenwald, who writes for The Guardian, uh, should be prosecuted because he th- in, uh, also because he threatened to reveal the identities of CIA agents and other personnel uh, operating around the world. We've researched this, we found absolutely no evidence that Glenn Greenwald has ever said that uh, and in fact we're gonna talk to Glenn Greenwald right now from The Guardian. Hey girl. So Glenn, Congressman King is saying you are threatening to disclose names of CIA agents and officers and other <laughs> personnel around the world and says that's a direct attack on America and that's a reason why you should be prosecuted. I haven't found any quote where you have threatened this And the congressman's office hasn't responded to our request for proof you actually said this. So just for the record, have you or are you threatening to disclose the names of CIA agents and officers around the world? Yeah, the reason you haven't found that, Anderson, is because it doesn't exist. I was really staggered that a United States congressman, the chairman of the House uh, Homeland Security Committee, actually could go on national television and make up an accusation, literally fabricated out of whole cloth.
0: Really, so. you were, you were stunned by this, Glenn? <laughs>
3: stunned that he, he that plays can, a good. He plays a good. What?
0: Stunned that this can happen? Really? This you were just flabbergasted.
3: I think he's doing it for a guy who mm. I tend he's to kind of agree. Up. May have been set up for this whole thing. Yeah. I think he's been playing this as better than I could. Yeah, I, he's I, handling it yeah, well. He's, I would have been. You know, he's I, I, not flapped, I, I, flabbergasted, I or fl- what's flustered. He's not flustered.
0: Flustered. flustered yeah, I would have he's been just so a, done by now. I'm like, okay, I've done the. the I, look, Act One, Two, and Three are over.
3: Yeah, no, he's he, hanging in there. It's like this is just <laughs> f- more than 15 minutes of fame. Now, the one that really got me, and it was, and I've actually corresponded with some people about uh, Sorkin, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's on CNBC, another journalist from the New York Times saying that Greenwald should be uh, prosecuted or maybe arrested, uh, which is a funny thing for a journalist to say about a journalist. I mean, the David it's Gregory. A, no, it's
0: an outchip. It's an outrage. It is an outrage for a total outrage. any journalist to talk this way. You're not a journalist if you say that.
3: And let me, I want to play these two clips because first he says this, then the next day apparently he got a lot of flack from everybody, mm-hmm. and so he apologizes. Oh. <laughs> and the reason that I want, to play the apology is because there is no apology. I, it, I think it's one of the great things to deconstruct. It's got performatives. It's got all oh, the crap in oh, there. And he never says, I'm sorry, Glenn. All but right. play the first word he actually calls for his arrest.
7: Uh, let's talk about some of the headlines. The big one this morning uh, there is heavy security this morning at Moscow's airport today. National Security Agency leaker Edward Snowden. Yep, he's there. Uh, there is speculation he is planning to fly to Havana en route to Ecuador. Uh, the government of Ecuador has confirmed it is considering an asylum application for Snowden. He faces American uh, espionage charges now after he admitted to revealing classified documents. And I got to say, this is. We, we've, I feel like, A, we've screwed this up to even let him get to Russia. Mm-hmm. B, clearly the Chinese hate us to mm-hmm. even let him out of the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, that says something. Russia uh-huh. hated us, and we knew that beforehand, but th- that's sort of right. And now... I don't know, and then my second piece of this—I told you this in the, the green room—I would arrest him, and now I almost arrest uh, Glenn Greenwald, who's the, the, the journalist who seems to be out there almost. He wants to help him get to Ecuador or whatever. I mean, it's almost like a whole—and like a w- and then WikiLeaks the
15: diplomatic issue as well,
0: right? He's also just throwing stuff out there, he's like, and, and WikiLeaks and, 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 and snow cones. Yeah, well, uh, he's
3: also on the on the on the. On the bubble, he that that show that he does, he was moved to CNBC to take over Aaron Burnett's spot, oh. and he that the ratings have tanked, and there's lots of stories about how they want to get rid of him. So he's, I think, just grasping at straws, trying to be Mr. Personality by saying they're WikiLeaks, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they have the and then the panel they get there the other people that are there. There's one woman going uh huh uh huh like an old black woman. So uh, this is ridiculous. So the next day he realizes he's an idiot for saying this. And so he does this apology. And I want you to listen to this, every word of this apology, because he's apologizing. He's not apologizing. He says he
7: regrets saying it. Just to address something that I said, actually, about Snowden... <laughs>
0: Performative number 1. Let me address something <laughs> right off the bat. I won't stop the clip anymore. I just wanted to say that I heard it right there.
7: Just to address something that I said actually about Snowden yesterday uh, in relation to that Snowden story and Glenn Greenwald, the Guardian journalist who broke the Snowden story. I put my foot in my mouth and I'm sorry about this. Uh, when I veered into hyperbole and suggested that he almost be arrested, that was the quote and I have to say it didn't come out right and I misspoke. Uh, I'm sorry I said it that way uh, and I'm sorry I said it. I didn't realize actually. The way I said it until later when I saw the clip. Uh, Just a little context, because I know there was uh, some media around this. I was trying, uh, as we did in another segment, to raise a question, not about the legality of publishing the leaked information about the NSA, but about the implications if a journalist aided someone like Snowden in trying to evade authorities on the run and what that would all mean. And I overstepped with my language. Let me be clear, just a couple things here. Uh, I believe, of course, in the First Amendment and transparency and, of course, investigative journalism, like the reports about the NSA programs, and I think there are fair and important questions to be asked about the government and our privacy on this ongoing story, but I also think there are fair questions to be asked about Snowden himself and the role of the media. But on my comment about Greenwald, I regret it. You know, we do live uh, TV for three hours every single day, and sometimes we make mistakes, say things uh, we don't mean, and uh, we hope uh, that when we do, we acknowledge it and correct it. And. Uh, I wanted to do that here on this program.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, regretting it is something different than apologizing, I agree. There's something different there. And what is that awful music? If they if they stop the music, maybe they I get some ratings. Deal is. Huh, that's just super annoying.
3: Super annoying. And this guy is a dick. He's a total, total dick. He's the, and David Gregory, who got chip, eviscerated. Chip chip. 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 Chip Gregory, who got eviscerated by apparently Frank Rich who wrote, I think, in New York Magazine. And Frank Rich is considered the columnist columnist. He is the top of the heap. Oh, for... no, no wonder I don't know who he is. Yes, of course. <laughs> but if you were a writer, you'd know who he is. And he just he, he essentially said that David Gregory is not a journalist. And he, and no, he's, a, he's, he's not. He's a clown. It's a douche. And when you play the David Gregory click the last show, which is the one where he's calling out, uh, Greenwald. yeah, You didn't play the second one, which was later in the show, and he's with a bunch of creeps they are all in the same boat. Oh, you know, this is terrible. We know we should trust our government more, but I want to play this clip because this is his apology, kind of, and it's not an apology in any way. He's essentially gloating over the fact that he's gotten attention.
11: You know, part of the tactics of this and part of the debate is, frankly, around journalism. And Glenn Greenwald referenced it when I asked him a question about whether he should or will face charges, which has been raised. And, you know, I want to acknowledge there is a a debate on Twitter that goes on online about this, even as we're speaking. And here's what uh, Greenwald has tweeted after his appearance this morning. Who needs the government to try to criminalize journalism when you have David Gregory to do it? And I want to directly take that on, because this is the problem with someone who claims that He's a journalist who would object to a journalist raising questions, which is not actually embracing any particular (laughs) point of view.
0: Wait a minute. Did Did he just go meta? Did he just go yeah. because you said that meta, I said did you, because he said that I said that I didn't say that I said it? Did he really say something that I said or not?
11: And that's part of the tactics of the debate here. When in fact lawmakers have questioned him, there's a question about his role in this, uh, the guardian's role in all of this. It is actually part of the debate. Rather than going after the questioner, he could take on the issues, and he had an opportunity to do that here uh, on Meet the Press. What is journalism, Mike Murphy, and what is appropriate is actually part of this debate. Absolutely, and the great Iron to me well, all this is this
0: so-called whistleblower can only so go to almost rogue nations to hide. Because anywhere there's rule of law, he'd get extradited. He's a felon he's a fugitive. It's a bad sign for Hong Kong that has built an image of having its own independence from the PRC with its own system of law. That's up in smoke today. And that's going to have repercussions in our relationship, I
11: think, with the Chinese. So we'll see what happens. He may wind up on the run in Caracas, but it's clear he's a felon and a fugitive and uh, he will not have a good life now. Okay, here's,
3: here's the...
11: Oh. <laughs> what? Well, what
0: do
3: you mean? Sounds like a Mike great Murphy, life. Mike Murphy is a Republican stooge. Should be ashamed of himself. This man is not a felon. No, how, do you, how do you become a, a felon? Whole, by being convicted. Yeah, he's of not a felony. convicted. He hasn't even had his the day in court. So uh, how is he a felon? Yeah, a felon and a fugitive. Well, this guy should be ashamed of himself. This is the uh, kind of guy that sits there on, on, on the uh, Meet the Press show saying this sort of thing, and and Gregory says nothing about it. You know, so called uh, whistleblower is a felon and a fugitive. And he goes on and on, and nothing, nobody stops him. And the other guys all around the ta- whole table are a bunch of – the, the whole group was a huge group of douchebags. And it's all they yeah. were – they were just thinking they were making points with I don't know who. Uh, but okay. by the way, yeah. just to mention one thing, I – it was part of the show because one of the things I do is I'm the beauty contest guy. Yeah. And I – this <laughs> no, was some time I think ago. That, that
0: is what you do.
3: It's what I do. <laughs> and – there was I saw I caught this and I, we didn't report on it because it was all in Spanish, but I saw the Miss Venezuela. Yes, the the, the Miss Venezuela, like the competition. I don't know why it was on on the Dish Network, but it was. If anybody, if, if Snowden has a clue, he'd go to Venezuela. I would say that this was this was the <laughs> most. There were like fifty of the most. It was stunning, 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 stunners. stunning,
0: stunning. Yeah, I'll bet. Let me check. Miss Venezuela
3: um did you record it no, no this is this is like months and months ago I images didn't
0: images from Miss Venezuela oh yeah this and they're all built oh, oh my goodness oh, oh wow, oh, I know what I want for my fiftieth birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Miss Venezuela, Anymo- runner-up. Anymo- who cares? Give it's
0: me, like give me the, give me the one who got the poodle prize. I don't care. Like the, what's the, what do you call it when you last? I don't know. Do you have a word for that? That's Dutch poodle prize. It's the uh, give me the, the door prize. I'll take anything. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, now Mickey's going to come home like. Uh, I've it, heard it, I heard that. I heard. that. Is there a problem? No, honey.
3: Anyway, so these guys are just well, can really. Can I can, out I, the can I
0: make an observation about this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, oh God, I d- I did a really long one there. That was bad. The American public and the European public. Europe is you know now we have Europe saying hey, Dash Das Bild is saying hey, the Americans spied on the on on. EU parliament members the the dutch and the germans and the and all these countries are handing over information this one big spy network every the every every government every, the whole thing is everyone's spying on everybody and the population in general is meh meh they don't care the and meh is close to meh they don't care <laughs> <laughs> they don't care
3: you use that you got to use that at the beginning of the show
0: meh okay, i mean, meh is close to meh they really they really don't care okay and and you know I, I see things in the chat room people say hey you know snowden is waking people up i'm sorry no no
3: he's not waking no. up anybody no it's not
0: it's not true it is not true and and what's happening is the corporate owned media uh, and and the, the little pieces don't make up, you know, that much individually, but together it's kind of the wall of information that and I'll talk about it a little bit later when I talk about some local stuff here in uh, in Austin. And the, and people don't really you know, analyze stuff the way we do it and they just take these bits and pieces and all these media outlets and just copy each other and it's copying of copying and before you know it you've got kind of your vibe, and it, it can't be undone. You know, it just can't be undone, and that's the way it is, and it's fact, and it's the truth, and that's what it is. And people do not care in general. The thing that it's uncovering for me personally, and I have a little clip here uh, about the the generals and admirals, something that I didn't really realize, what this Chip Gregory thing and all these guys, it is showing you the elite structure, the elite political, military, media, industrial complex. Really, it's legal. You have to put the lawyers in there somewhere as well. But the politicians are kind of lawyers these days. And they have nothing but one big freaking party, one big group, and it's all who's above who and who's got the bigger you know, jet and who's got the more cars and the entourage. And you can see this. I was always under the impression until I saw this uh, this report that um when when we when i grew up it'd be like hey man he's a five-star general i thought a five-star general meant you know someone you you get you get medals for stuff but then you know you've like you know like you know you've beaten enemies with your bare hands you know you've like jumped out of airplanes without parachutes you've led your men into battle i thought that was like an award it turns out it's a job description this is General's Row,
12: a line of luxurious mansions in a corner of Washington where some of the military's top brass call home. Today's Navy has nearly as many admirals as it does ships. There's been an explosion of perks and officers to enjoy
8: them. What's it going to look like if somebody sees you staying in the Ritz-Carlton you know, for four days and doing one hour's worth of work? The Pentagon is still
12: struggling to reduce the number of stars, nearly a 1,000 generals and admirals, even as DOD civilians prepare for furloughs. (laughs) Meanwhile, the number of enlisted soldiers and Marines is being slashed. Since the year 2000, the ranks of generals have been swelling, especially at the top. The number of three and four stars rose by 20%. The more stars, the more they earn, up to $180,000. And they're surrounded by an entourage of speechwriters, schedulers, and security, even a personal chef. And in some cases, their own $60 million jet. I get that the four-star running NATO needs a Gulfstream because he's got to have a plane to get around Europe. But but he's not the only one. There is also a Gulfstream attached to, assigned to, if you will, the
9: Secretary of the Army, Chief of Staff of the Army, the Under Secretary of the Army, and the Vice Chief of Staff of the Army.
12: Former Pentagon budget official Raymond Dubois says the Pentagon needs to stop creating expensive four-star slots for every new command.
0: Did you know any of this?
3: Yeah, I knew all this. But I mean, really, when it's in your face like that? Well, not, probably nothing I think about, but yeah.
0: And then, so out of control. And then take into account that you've got Nancy Pelosi flying on her own jet. You've got Watermelon Head flying on his jet. The Obamas fly two jets. Everyone's got a 747s, jet. 747s, by yeah, the way. Everyone's got a jet. Everyone's got an entourage. Everyone's got personal chefs. Yeah, they make $108,000 a year plus personal
3: chef, oh, plus a that's limo. That's just pocket plus money. money. Pocket it, it, money pocket yeah, money. Just, right because they got all these perks. The and perks are at least a million dollars a year for each one of these guys.
0: And it just they and this all one big douchebag elite circle and this and you know i'm I'm thinking it's about time we blow up washington d c i'm sorry we'll we'll have you know we'll have some poor Knock people on
3: the door coming
0: yeah, i'm sorry we'll have some we'll have some poor people who you know die in the process, but really uh oh now it is well yeah. and and so now you know so so it's gotten so bad, and I have to think a lot of this is coming from the White House directly and not from from the new president Obama, the new invigorated guy. It's Valerie Jarrett. It's the Chicago mobsters, whatever connection it is. They, so first, it's like, oh, you really, w- watch what we do now. And they got, uh, and they got, um, Petraeus. And they screwed that guy. They, sc- and, you know, I'm not, and he was a douchebag He had 18 motorcycle motorcade. You know, he was part of the big thing. It was like, oh, you're not going to play by our rules. You're not going to protect our ass in Benghazi. Watch what we do with you. Okay. Boom. You're out. And just to show everyone, just to show everyone that, you know what, you want to, you think you can get out? You think you can just drop out and then you're out? I don't think so.
5: There is more tonight in a story we broke here last night. It's about retired Marine Corps General James Cartwright, who was this country's second-ranking military official, and how he is being investigated in connection with leaking information about a secret U.S. cyber attack against Iran.
0: Now, this report, John, I want to play the rest of it. I don't know what you thought. I thought wow they are messaging something really big here. This is a message because it was the White House themselves who leaked this. But the message is we can screw anybody.
3: Did you get uh, that? No, I didn't. I thought you were going to play another clip. No,
0: no, no. I, I, my question is did you get that did you get that message from what they're doing with Cartwright with Hoss?
3: No, I can't say that I did, but I, but I think I, I, think you might be right. Why don't you, uh, yeah, I'll play, I'll, I'll play the rest of the clip, and then you tell play, me. Play the thing and let me tell
0: Now, remember, the story broke. A- 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 NBC is taking credit for it. NBC is, of course, the
5: White House General network. General Electric. General Electric, blah, blah, blah. We know the Insiders. story. Insiders. NBC's national investigative correspondent, Michael Isikoff, continues his reporting tonight.
4: For exceptional-
8: General Cartwright retired from the Marine Corps in August 2011 after nearly 40 years of service. Oh. And Cartwright continued to serve, appointed to the Defense Policy Board, an elite Pentagon advisory panel with top-secret security clearance. But last January, Cartwright resigned out of the blue, a board member tells NBC News, citing health reasons and the press of business. Legal sources tell NBC News that the FBI was already investigating Cartwright, suspecting him of leaking highly classified secrets about a covert U.S. cyber attack using a computer virus called Stuxnet on Iran's nuclear program. A Cartwright spokesman said his resignation was unrelated. Late today, Cartwright's lawyer, Gregory Craig, said in a statement... General Jim Cartwright is an American hero who served his country with distinction for four decades. Any suggestion that he could have betrayed the country he loves is preposterous. Attorney General Eric Holder wasn't talking.
14: So, comment on the investigation into General Cartwright? Excuse me. Uh, no, I can't.
8: Cartwright was known as a politically savvy general with back-channel contacts at the White House, where he worked closely with top aides, even helping select the targets for drone strikes. Uh But his real mark was in developing the country's future military needs in cyberspace.
0: I'm telling you, this is a message. Nothing's going to happen to the guy, but this is a message. No, nothing
3: will happen. Probably the message, I think you're right about what, you know, he did something, they had to... And I'll bet that there wasn't even – I'll bet that they actually – to get him to resign because instead of making a stink, which he could do, Mm -hmm. uh, they pulled out the old uh, blackmail uh, thing. And they probably find he's – like one of those guys who probably screwing around with one of his secretaries. And the NSA just pulled his file, pulled all those old phone calls, put that brand (laughs) that program to show the connections and said, ah, there she is. There it is. And then they went over to her and threatened her and said, look, did you screw Cartwright? Yeah. Yeah.
8: Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay, good. And then, uh, you know, you shut up now. And then they went and they told him to, I mean, this is go, This is what this is all about. Yeah. This is polit. And, in fact, there was a good article in one of the uh, uh, online uh, magazines about one of these old St- 71-year-old colonelists in the Stasi, the East German police. Yeah. And he said two things that were interesting. One, he says, if we had this kind of capability, could we do some serious damage? It would be great. If we would have won said- the war. <laughs> And then he says, then he says, no, this is, you know, East Germany and the communists. He, then he says, there is no way that you collect all this information and not use it. He says you always use of it. of course. Course, And if people don't realize that this collection of all their everything they do isn't going to be used against them if they want to get you. I mean, you obviously, yeah, most of you people listen to the show and it just nothing's going to happen because they don't care about you. But if for some reason somebody, and it could be a bureaucrat you you crossed or somebody you look cross-eyed at, yep. they want to go after you, they'll find a way. And they can just take stuff out of context and put a <clears> throat> dossier throat> together, have somebody following you around.
0: I've had this happen. This happened to me. In the Netherlands we've been through this several times and they humiliated me and called me a cheat and a tax cheat and liar and uh, you know screwing my partners and and you know I went through a year of bull crap and then finally you know when I when the judge ruled that I was right you know like they had to, they had to publicly issue an apology and that was never printed of course <laughs> No fun. Um before we Go into our next topic. Uh, I've- well, before
3: we – yeah, I also like, – one more Greenwald thing I want to do. Oh, sure. Uh, so Greenwald went before, – well, before I do it, let me preface it with this. And by the way, look for the cadence. Tell me that when you hear this woman – this is the, the meeting called Socialism 2013. Then tell me when you hear this woman introducing the, ses- the session in front of the audience of 2013. Tell me that you don't hear a cadence – a specific cadence that you've heard elsewhere and I'll just tip it off by saying microphone uh, mic check I'm sorry mic check <laughs> mic check this is the way the woman opens she's up at a mic there's just the audience is sitting there and she instead of saying hello everybody I'm so and so and have a listen to this
9: good evening my name is Sherry Wolf you Thirteen conference: a weekend of revolutionary politics, debate, and entertainment.
0: <laughs> I'd be like, "Can't wait to hear what the entertainment's going to be like."
3: So she's yelling like, <laughs> yeah. it, like mic check, yeah.
0: mic check. My, mic name check totally. Sherry- My
3: name is Sherry Wolf. My name is Sherry Wolf.
0: I think someone actually said that when she when she yelled. I think someone said, "My name." Oh, whoops. <laughs> I heard so it. A
3: bunch of Wait, let me argument.
0: let me let me play the opening. here. I think someone actually started to say it.
9: Good evening. My name is Sherry Wolf. You
0: are- yeah, I can hear someone go. Good evening.
3: I think you're right. <laughs> oh, oh, whoops, am sorry. <laughs> One too many. so anyway. Dumb. So Green, Greenwald was on, and I have Good to clip. say, he was on through Skype at this meeting. And he was was trying to be humorous, but he did say something that I thought was actually quite interesting, and this is is it. Uh,
0: Is this Cooper, King, and Greenwald?
3: No, no, no. This is uh, Army, I'm sorry, Army Blocks Greenwald. Ah, Got it, got
14: it. A lot of journalists and editors and the like have debates about what the most prestigious journalism award is. Is it a Polk Award or a Peabody or a Pulitzer? And those are definitely all prestigious awards, but I actually think the one that we got yesterday is a significant level Above them all, and I'm, I'm very humbled and honored to have received this award, um, the U.S. Army announced yesterday that it was blocking access at all Army facilities across the world to the Guardian oh,
0: Wow. We get blocked by Google all the time. Our, our award is bigger than that.
3: Is, well, <laughs> the point is, is that we have the Army, the arm of the government, well, we moan and groan about China. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, we, the reasoning, and I've seen people have sent me, many people have sent me the notices they've received because, and it's all part of the same charade, because some of the documents that are published in these articles are considered to be top secret. They have no clearance to view them. So yeah, 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 we're totally China, Russia. This is what and our immigration of people- lawyer told you. We
3: are in. We are living. Seek Heil Heil Heil. We are, and the when we played all those clips from that caucus that was discussing with the with the congressional aides, <laughs> all these interesting issues like the fifty <laughs> bogus things that that never happened that, that prevent terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that one of the guys, I didn't, I I don't know if I clipped it or not, but one of the guys had said said. Uh, I know you can't read the Guardian because apparently the congressional staff can't read the Guardian. They can't read. They were apparently he's really? blocked. Really? That's what he in, in implied. Huh? Clark? Sorry,
0: Clark implied that.
3: No, no. One of these guys that were giving the remember that, that all these guys that were in front of the the congressional. Oh aides right, right, right,
0: right, right, t- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 party the, where everyone's. Uh, it's it's stacked with all these people,
3: right? And yeah. so, uh, one of the guys implied that I know you can't read the Guardian because right. of the, and he just casually <laughs> said it. I guess Crazy. everyone in Washington yeah. knows that because <clears> you I don't have an iPhone. Ridiculous.
0: So you don't have an iPhone. You can't read the Guardian. No,
3: uh, anyway, it, I just found the whole
0: Glenn thing. Greenwald's new name is Clark. Clark Greenwald. Yeah, this is a pop cultural reference. I don't know if you get it. I don't. Uh, Clark Griswold. Wow. What about no. National Lampoon's Holiday, Chevy oh,
4: that's,
3: Chase? That's a pretty old, old reference. Yeah, Griswold, I remember him. Yeah, Chevy Chase playing the bonehead dad. Yeah, okay, well,
0: I guess we I'll just buzz, buzz myself off for that.
3: I think so, yeah.
0: Uh, before we go to um, thanking some of our supporters for the program, I have finally found the actual language from stra- travel.state.gov. Who are in charge of your passport passport restrictive action and future passport information denial or revocation of a passport does not prevent the use of an outstanding valid passport passport revocation may be affected when the person obtained the passport fraudulently when the passport was issued an error when the passport certificate of naturalization was canceled by a federal court or when the person would not be entitled to a new passport. The physical revocation of a passport is often difficult, and an apparently valid passport can be used for travel until officially taken by an arresting officer or by a court. In other words, it's meaningless.
3: Wait a minute.
0: Wait, it it gets better. Revocations are coordinated with the Department of Justice and the requesting agency. A passport will not be revoked when the whereabouts of the bearer is unknown.
8: Hello?
3: Wow, now that's the price of admission. Right? Yeah.
0: I'll I'll read that to you again. This is from the State Department. Revocations are coordinated with the Department of Justice and the requesting agency. So that would in this case be DOJ, NSA, I presume, or DOD. A passport will not be revoked when the whereabouts of the bearer is unknown. When there is a passport hit... On an individual within the United States, based on the request, the interested law enforcement agency will be informed of the person's address so that an arrest can be made. So the way they're playing this, first of all, it can't be done according to their own rules. So they break their own rules. If so it's all true. these
3: guys are pontificating about, well, he's lost his passport. Now he can't go anywhere.
0: No, it means nothing because they're literally saying that that, that a, a revoked passport means nothing. It'll it, You can use it as a valid passport. Um,
3: and... So he could get out of China the way he did.
0: Yes, and the, and the only point it of... It wasn't the, the PRC sneaking him out. No, the only point of the revocation is when you enter the United States, when you re-enter, you'll be arrested. That's... And they call it a hit, literally in this document. When there's a passport hit, in uh, in quotes, <laughs> uh-huh. That's Hillary's old gang who wrote this, I'm sure. So, uh-huh. Bullshit. Play the bullshit.
2: Yeah, I will.
10: Bullshit.
7: I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that.
4: Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Bullshit. In
7: the
3: morning. What does it take to look this stuff up? I did it while we were talking. Yeah, I know. You were doing something because you weren't paying much attention to me, but you're digging away. On a podcast. I mean, you did it on the fly. On a po- while we're doing the show a- and these guys <laughs> with all their staffs. <laughs> on a
0: podcast, no less.
3: Hello, On a podcast. It's a podcast. And these guys with all their staffs, they can't even look something up and, and question. They're on. There's David Dick... Jim Gregory sitting there, and he could say, well, how did they revoke his passport when it's clear you can't really do that?
0: Nobody asks. No, because they're reading the memo yeah, that comes t- directly from the Ministry of Truth. But
3: we shouldn't prove this. This is, a, this is a horrible, what, what, what situation we're in. Yeah,
0: this is, in all your years, John, in all your 59 years, have you ever felt this bad about the situation at hand?
3: Well, it's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing to compare it to. Well, that could be good. The way you
0: say it could be a good thing.
3: (laughs) So, uh, we have some people to thank for this show, uh, 526. $150 came in from, and it says uh, PayPal is apparently sending us money. And would like to call out Google Wallet as a douchebag. Hell yeah. (laughs) Douchebag. Villiers Strauss in Cape Town, South Africa. Beautiful place, by the way. $119.74. And he says, in the Ogend, Adam and John. <laughs> what? What does he say? In the Ogend.
0: In the Ochtend. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay, so this is, uh, oh, that's uh, South Africa. See, it's South African-, African. Yeah. Afrikaans. In the Ochtend. Afrikaans. Yeah. In the Ochtend.
3: Yeah. He says, uh, he agrees with that. He says, <clears throat> your recent episodes have been fantastic. I decided I can no longer continue to be a boner. Will other people please listen to this? I agree with Adam that Nelson Mandela has been dead for a while now. We we're going to talk about that right after the break, by the way, because I think he... I, I'm now wondering whether he was alive or dead, but whatever the case was, Obama was snubbed.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. We're, Not being
3: played. It's No one's talking about it. Anyway. <laughs> you mean you mean people actually hitting
0: pictures of him with their shoes? Did you see this? No. Oh, I've got the video. It's in the show notes, the video, and the people carrying signs of him, and, he, and it's Obama... And the sign says, I have changed, and it's Obama with a Hitler mustache. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, they listen to our show.
3: Heil, everybody. It's beautiful. Could be orchestrated. Heil, right? Heil South Africa. Um, the ruling ANC can benefit more from him being in critical condition than from him being dead. If all the slaves keep praying for Mandela to get better, they'll forget about the president's $200 million rant, uh 20 million dollar private home built with taxpayer money and the fact that the police killed 34 not 33 but close ah, striking minors last year among other scandals please call my call Jacob Zuma out as a douchebag <laughs> douche um, There goes our and free have, trip and we have the birthday call out on we the uh, list yes, okay we do. we do onward anonymous 100 bu- bucks from Randwick New South Wales Australia uh we get some karma for him at the end Richard Ballard in 7272 from Auburn, Vermont, Andrew Lemanser, Lemesini. Uh, uh, I think, Lemesini.
0: I think you skipped over Sir Borislav Marinov.
3: Sir Borislav Marinov, sorry, Aliso Viejo, 80-80. He's the one who needs some post-surgery. Uh, Since he's a sir, we'll give it to him now. Post-surgery recovery karma to his son, Sir si- Simeon Marinov. You've got there you go. karma. See, I, I'm looking out for the sirs and the dames. Yes. And Somebody's got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew LeMessany in Colorado Springs. Uh-oh. Oh, a- oh sorry. I'm, I'm too busy looking at the dames. <sighs> and I thought it would be over, honestly.
4: 69! Uh. 69, 69,
3: dudes! And so we have a few of these. Michael Miller in Tiburon, 69, 69. Chris Whidden in uh, Millboro, Virginia, 69, 69. And it looks like he's got a knighthood coming. Charles Walters in Schaumburg, Illinois, 6969.
0: Can I stop you you for one second? Since he's got a knighthood coming today, uh, I think we should plug his wedding videography business,
3: com. W-H-I-D-D-O-N productions, all one word, dot com. There you go. And we close the segment. Oh, pff, I barely had
0: time to rewind the tape.
4: 69! 69, 69, dude! A
3: rewind button. Well, no, these are, uh, all, Rolf,
0: these are all cassettes, and I have to stick the pencil in and manually yeah, rewind it. Yeah, I know them. how it works.
3: Yeah, okay. uh, Rolf, Le- Rolf Lehman in Wadensville. Oh, he's back. Switzerland. Rolf. Swiss. Heil Rolf. 6666. Uh, uh, every contribution to the show is commendable. I want to remind the co-producers out there, there's a lot of infrastructure in the background for which must cost a lot. No agenda producers. Mr. Oil and his friends are maintaining this back office for free. Eric Hochel in Berlin, Deutschland, 52. Hochul, I think. Hochul, Hochel, Hochul. 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 Hochul, 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 Jeffrey Gerlock, Baron of Placer County. Fifty-one fifty. Uh, Ryan Kiefer in Durham, North Carolina. Fifty-one fifty. Mike Madaloni in Chicago. El- Ashik El Musani in Muscat, Oman.
0: Hey, this isn't right. A, this is, yeah, now we're branching out.
3: Fial Sabah is becoming your first Arab night, Arabian night. So
0: uh, he's saying Fial Sabah, which I believe is in the morning in Arabic. al
3: Sabah. Fial Sabah. Uh, Yeah, he says like an Arabic in the morning. Please call out Joel Mifsud, or Mifsud as a douchebag. Douchebag. Fialsema? Actually, that came that out was from Paul, Paul That Be-
0: was Paul Webb, yeah. Paul
3: Webb. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, Paul Webb called out Joel as a douchebag, and he's in Twickenham Middle Six. That's all we got. Fialsema? Of the like $50 donation. I just got to keep
0: saying it. It's a great word great phrase Fial sabah yeah. al akbar i'll be
3: knocking on the door pretty soon on you <laughs> you,
0: you know you can make jokes about it but you better hope they don't because you know
3: yeah i know i'm screwed we're each other's ticket baby so anyway so I want to thank them and all the people that came with lesser amounts and commentary. And uh, we do read all the notes, and uh, yes, so do. tell us what you think. You know, we we discuss a lot of these ch- people had to do recommend changes, you know, like get off the air stuff like that. <laughs> like, we had to ignore those. Give up. Give up. <laughs> give up. And so uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. Those give kinds up. Of things, uh, Stop. Stop
0: before you kill again. Just give up.
3: Yeah, so we, anyway, we want to thank everyone, devartorg slash NA. We do have July the 4th, and we're the only two guys I know of working on July the 4th in show uh, business for your benefit so you can keep up with what's going on or well, also be disgusted by what's going on.
0: I think also it would be, it's it's going to be kind of good because it's a Thursday, so we have a long weekend. Uh, here's what's going to happen. No one will be listening to the show on Thursday. We know that. It's like, you know, we'll be a couple, well, the, Euro, the the Eurolanders will show up, of course, Um, They will be because there's no change for them. It's just another Thursday Um, to all other countries except for the United States of Gitmo Nation, which obviously is still uh, one of our biggest markets.
7: Wait,
3: wait, wait. you're telling me there's no July the 4th in Holland? (laughs) Right. What comes after July the 3rd then? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, so, but what will happen is you're going to be hanging out with your friends and relatives, and Friday is going to be the big day because you know after you're drunk and you you know the hot dogs and everything, and then you you, know, you just stay overnight, and then you're going to need something to talk about. And what's going to come up? It's, this is going to be this whole weekend, regardless of where you are, is going to be, oh, how about that NSA spying on you? <laughs> Meh.
3: Meh, <laughs>
0: meh, and you got another
3: gold <laughs> one over there, another Brusky.
0: <laughs> meh, and that's when you get the strike. I had to call AT and T today because Ms. Mickey, um, I, even though I had the international services set up, I, maybe it's because it was a new phone or something; it wasn't working.
3: Yeah, this so, always happens. Oh,
0: it's annoying. So I call, and the guy's like, "Hey, what can I do for you today?" I'm like, "Oh, it's going to take a it's this morning too." It was like this is going to take twenty minutes of my life. More and you know because he has to go through the whole script. Do you want how many and how much data do you
3: want? Yes, you definitely turn off the data when you're overseas. No,
0: but she she's working. She needs to have some access, so she well, get, tell her to get
3: a little card over there. Yeah, oh,
0: John, you can't put that into an AT and T phone. It won't work. She Doesn't have an unlocked phone. <sighs> okay, I'm not I'm not going to play this game with you. Okay, go on. No, just, just no. Finish you know what? She's not a technician. She's not. I am her 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 sis admin. Okay. Oh,
3: so you're sh- going to get a bill that the you're
0: going to. The shit just has to work. And let me tell you, this Apple stuff it doesn't just work. It doesn't just work. And then when it when you're trying to get it to work, and just for for simple use of people who just want to use the device, it costs you an arm and a leg. All this jailbreaking. I'm not going to do that to my wife's iPhone. Anyway. The point is, at the, so he then and this is whole thing because well you know the data it was turned off because she was there last month it was turned on I'm gonna make I put a note on your account so you won't get a thousand dollar bill if it was if she went over and like he was going back and forth this whole rigmarole and I said, well the NSA has recorded this call so I know that I can always sue you for lying to me, and he went. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And that's pretty much what your relatives will be doing this weekend. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well, they're spying on me. Oh, well, whatever.
3: Hey, uh, Hand me a wrong. beer, and say, guy. <sighs>
0: <sighs> Thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. Here's a big karma for everybody who donated. It's very, very.
9: You've got karma.
0: Very, very nice. And there is not a single show that goes by that I don't think to myself, holy crap, am I a lucky bastard. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I would live, yeah, live in the mac and cheese life, but I'm a lucky bastard. I get to do this. I get to do what I want to do, and it's appreciated.
3: Yeah, and it's going to be more appreciated because I just put it in the red book.
0: What did you put in the
3: red book? That you'll be getting a bill for over $1,000 <laughs> from that, AT&T. Oh,
0: no. no. Yeah, but then they promised me that they would take oh, care of oh, me.
3: Oh! <laughs> they, he promised me. They promised you. Yeah, and the NSA can look this up, it's going to cost you $5,000. Yeah, there you to go. go. Borac. 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 Nice. Slash N A.
4: It's your birthday, birthday. On no
0: and Villiers Strauss congratulates his brother Stein's new human resource, who apparently will be born tomorrow. <laughs> Talk about your Red Book predictions. Happy birthday from your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's
4: your
0: birthday, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, oh, all right. Um, something went wrong here. I just want to make sure we make good on this. Uh, Erica Langer I did a Swazzle enough birthday donation for June 20th. Hey, John and Adam, new boner here. I want to wish Sean Z from uh, Sean Francisco... A very happy 29th birthday. usually try to talk him out of donating since we're saving for our upcoming wedding. But who needs dry salmon once you've been hit in the mouth? <laughs> yes, I'll take that. A karma for Sean, if you would, please. Thanks. And keep up the great work from Erica. And um, I don't, somehow we missed it or whatever went wrong. I apologize profusely. And uh, certainly when it comes to women donating on behalf of their dudes, that's uh, always worth a little karma shout out.
9: You've got karma
4: and
0: nice today uh of course part of our uh, double producerships for us uh, working on july 4th we have uh, two knighthoods so i will get my sword out here if you can grab yours uh john here oh, there you go. Uh-huh. all right robert hagedus and chris Witten, step forward gentlemen it is time for you to receive your endowments. No, we do not have motorcades and jets for you, but we do have an official knighthood. I hereby pronounce the Sir RJ, Knight of the Aggie, and Sir Chris Whitten, both Knights of the Node and a roundtable for you, gentlemen. Hookers and blow red boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, long-haired heavy metal guys and scotch wenches and beer, Rubinettes, women and rosé, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts and mutton and mead for your contributions to the best podcast in the universe we highly appreciate the support onward to the baronet and subsequently baron status as you move up in the world of Sherwood forest i need to i need to talk about something here or did you want to did you have something you I wanted to a
3: little to... thing here just to get you just to
0: get you in a bad mood just to piss me off good Work.
3: So did you see Bill Murray? this no. week's Bill Maher yet? No, I don't
0: watch him. I don't watch oh, television. Good. I don't watch television. I'm done. You're
3: going to like this one. Oh, jeez. So play, there's actually two of them. There's one that's a little, there's a mild one. They had a climate change guy on, and it was kind of weird to listen to this clip uh, where where the guy, where Mar asks the guy, is it, or is it too late? Is it too late? We're all going to die. And the guy says, no, it's not too late. And Mar in the background goes, oh, good. And it's just like, jeez, what is wrong with this guy? Is that guy? the one I got to play? Well, play that one for just—that's the teaser for the one that you're going to get a kick out
14: of. He probably can achieve that if he actually implements everything he laid out.
2: And he said, "He said the (laughs) time—I love this quote—he said the the time for waiting for the flat Earth Society to adjourn is over." (laughs) Um, That—that's the kind of red meat I like to eat up. But uh, (laughs) you know, is it too late? I mean, the time he was talking about?
8: No. It no, is it's not, not
2: too, too late. late. It is not
8: too late. Great. We absolutely have this within our power to uh, limit climate cheese
0: to horrible levels. It's like it's always like do, will they still have chocolate shakes at the at the Burger King? Yes. Oh, great.
3: <laughs> okay, so he, now this is the one this is going to make you uh mar mar maher. mar
7: mar uh, guess what? Mar. Okay. <laughs>
3: That's good.
2: That's good. All right, I bring this up because besides the heroic Wendy Davis, there were two stories in the news last week dealing with teenage sex. And just to be safe, the Vatican issued a denial. You know, yeah, you'll get over it. Um, one story was about Plan B. That's the morning after pill. That's the, the FDA says is safer than Motrin and which any American can now buy over-the-counter just like milk and ammo. And because it's a birth control pill, it will prevent abortions. Now, the other story was about the vaccine for HPV, which is the STD that leads to cervical cancer, and how that vaccine, since its introduction in 2006, has reduced teenage infections by 56%. All good news, right? Wrong! No over-in-family-values world... Things like Plan B and the HPV vaccine are bad because they remove God's natural intended punishments for sluts who put out. <laughs> that's <is> awful. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. awful. A, being <laughs> saddled with a baby you don't want, or B, stricken with a horrible disease. <laughs> you don't think that's how these people think? Then tell me why conservatives always couch their objections to the HPV vaccine in parental rights. But never complain about other state-mandated vaccines their kids have to get. Why not throw a shit fit about the measles vaccine? Or mumps, rubella, whooping cough, chicken pox. Because you don't get those diseases from screwing or yodeling in the canyon. (laughs) Laugh track, by the way.
0: Total laugh track.
2: They do not want a vaccine for HPV because that's the good kind of cancer that makes hussies think twice about going all the way. That is
4: terrible.
2: Ron Paul, a fucking doctor, said this vaccine, which prevents thousands of cases of a fatal disease, was, quote, not good medicine. And Michelle Bachman said it caused mental retardation. Her source? The New England Journal of a lady who stopped me on the street and told me that. Yes, Republicans actually think this vaccine encourages girls to have sex because now there are no consequences. Just the way when I I got my first tetanus shot, I couldn't wait to jab rusty nails into my feet. It was a freebie. I knew you'd
0: love it. He is the first on the train. (laughs) He's got a first-class ticket. Yeah, yeah, I can't even get into how <laughs> ass asin- <laughs> hey john fuck I you lo- fuck you
3: you knew, you knew- <laughs> I love the way the guy just he takes air, it's just like uh, it's so f- f- for it's like he's on mars or neptune with his analysis this is like his analysis
0: but then but then the and laugh track or not the result is the same the audience is like oh! <laughs> and then and then the hatred For people who have a different opinion and the science is in and you're a moron and okay. So this, this leads me into what he's, he started off with the heroic Wendy Davis.
3: Yes. I knew that you could make a new segue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thank you. It's almost like we planned this, which of course we didn't. Because you now I don't not, have to. I'm the not. universe <laughs>
3: plans it for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm still picking my jaw up from the floor after that clip. I need to. I'm going to recompose myself by playing a little medley of uh, your mainstream media and the heroic Wendy Davis, senator, St- state senator in Tejas. It
12: was a live and unfolding political drama. A woman who chose to make a stand in front of her fellow lawmakers and a viewing audience that grew based on word of mouth and social media. It went on until the early hours of this morning in the Texas State Senate, and by the time it was over, a lot of people knew the name Wendy Davis. Our report tonight from NBC's Chris Jansen.
15: The raucous cheers from the Texas State House capped a long, dramatic session that had started almost 13 hours earlier. Oh, Democrats so were fighting a bill they said would close 37 of the state's 42 abortion clinics. Republicans so, uh, said it would make them safer and expected uh, a win. The- then came Senator Wendy Davis.
9: I'm rising
15: on the floor today. In an elegant white suit and comfy pink sneakers, the marathon Senate. began. Uh, Hundreds of
6: House supporters after in the
15: call. gallery and lined up outside erupted, hoping to stall the vote drowning out attempts to pass the bill. By then, nearly 200,000 viewers had logged into a live stream of the event. Amid the chaos, the bill didn't get signed in time. An unexpected victory for a woman who had defied expectations before. A single mother of two who graduated with honors from Harvard Law School and today, a rising political star.
0: Now, what I want to talk about today, because I followed this, and this, of course, happened uh, over a week ago, and I've done a lot of uh, thinking about this, a lot of talking to people, and, and, and I, I, I was trying to figure out why it bothered me so much. And it starts off with, I love protests. I love it when people get raucous. And, were, and you see the video, there were hundreds of people uh, inside the, the, the Capitol here, the Capitol building, and you know yelling and screaming, and I love this. But I have to say, you are nothing more than a bunch of icon changers, and you're pathetic, and I'll tell you why. When you hear all the news reports about this particular bill, Senate Bill 5, and I have to ask you, John, what is your impression that this bill is about? I know you haven't read it. I have, of course. Yeah. What is your impression of the bill? And and the controversy surrounding it.
3: Well, you know, this is funny because I, I didn't think much about this whole thing or, or the bill. So it seemed like a Texas bill. It was about Texas. And there's Wendy Davis who's gotten a little attention for herself. I thought she was just a publicity seeker. And I didn't look into it. My if it Just, uh, just from what I got from the mainstream media, uh, although, again, like I said, I didn't even bother with it, was that it uh, closed some abortion clinics and uh, – it was they hate women in Texas or something. That's about all. Like that's that's it. Right. So the protests uh, and it was interesting that the that
0: all of the news reports only bring up the closure of um, uh, of clinics and the reason why. And and by the way, there's... I mean, by the
3: way, no, there are that many clinics there. But okay.
0: Well, and it's also um, this is a meme that has been propagated. There is no, to my knowledge, actual calculation of how many clinics would close. Someone said, oh. If you implement these rules and the rules are um, uh, certain uh, standards for the uh, for the clinics and they and uh, predominantly they have to be within thirty miles of a hospital, uh, and therefore a number of them would have to close unless of course they i don't know like improve their situation. So, but that's not what these people were protesting. That's what's interesting about this because I'm so convinced that, and this is a lot of Battleground Texas women, you know, the ones like that. the Right,
3: which I, I bot- signed up for their uh, newsletter and I started getting it. And then the next right. thing you know, I <laughs> you get- unsigned up because it's
0: horrible <laughs> right. spammers. Right. So, a lot of Battleground Texas women were there. They were all saying, men, particularly Republican men, stay out of my womb and uh, so they weren't they, 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 it's like you want to control our bodies, control when we want to have an abortion and you want to make it impossible for us to have an abortion and and I'm looking, to, okay, I have to read this bill what is in this, because all I'm hearing from women around me who have not read the bill, who only get their information from mainstream media ah, the fucking Republicans, they want to tell me whether I have a baby or not never. okay, you're angry, I get it you don't like men telling you what to do so the bill, um, it specifies very clearly, uh, and that's part two of the bill, by the way. It's, it's, it's almost a minor part uh, about what, that a clinic has to adhere to uh, certain standards, which I think is kind of fair, but, you know, there's all of this um, pontification that because of the proximity, it'll have to be, you know, they're going to have to close so many. But I mean, look, you can drive anywhere in Texas in a day you know if so if you if you get an abortion I mean are we in are we truly in the stone ages in Texas that the the distance you have to drive and people in Texas drive for days to get anywhere that if you really feel you need an abortion I mean it's okay it, it's for some reason this is a problem I'll I'll give you that the main part of the bill was about the and this goes this goes to the core the core of the argument in America Roe versus Wade etc is when is human life a life? At what point is a a life a human being? And does that human being or life have rights? And I was astounded to find that what was being proposed was a 20-week cutoff. That's five months. I was, wow. So it uh, and this is Texas. I'm like this is this is supposed to be the most hick redneck crazy ass republican state in the universe and they're actually saying, "Well, if you want to have an abortion after 5 months of being pregnant. You've had 5 months." And typically you don't announce a pregnancy until 3 months. But then 5 months. I remember when 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 my ex-wife was pregnant, 5 months, this we were talking to this to this thing like it was a kid. 5 months is a big deal. I personally feel That then you know there is something that has rights, but that's it's kind of irrelevant. Five months, and they're not saying it's forbidden. Not saying that at all. They're saying, um, you know, then we have to have some questions. You know, then it has to be some really good reasons. If you've been pregnant for five months, you've had five months to do this. Now, women are get insane when you, and at least these women, when you when you put any type of restriction on it. And I personally. You know, I've changed my views throughout the years I'm thinking well you know if you really look at pure human rights you know, do, do the human rights start when you pop out of the womb or does it start earlier but that's my personal conviction doesn't matter the problem I have is that here are these icon changers who go there and they're supporting their mythical hero Wendy Davis and her shoes you go look at the Amazon review for these shoes like a thousand comments and one's more hilarious than the next and I'm like where is the protest for all the real outrage in this country? And why are you not? Why do I not see you come out for that? You come out for this. You spend ten hours of your day hooting and hollering about something that you, really is is very manageable, I believe. And you go home and you change your icon and you tweet Sarah Palin that she's an idiot. But do you ever complain about the other things that happen with your body and your reproductive rights? Do you ever protest about the fluoride and other crap they're putting in your water, which directly affects your your child or can even give you spontaneous abortions, genetically modified shit in your food, chemtrails, you're being sprayed like bugs. And then if you do decide to have a child... Do you, do you go out there and protest for the actual vaccinations and a-holes like Bill Maher who are telling you, you to stick your children with all kinds of crap that they absolutely do, do not need? Do you ever look at what really could be beneficial and what not could be beneficial? Or well, then you send your kid to school and you give them psychotropic drugs like Adderall and all this other crap that could be in the slave training institutions we call schools and then to add insult to injury because you're so apathetic about the economy and the society that you're part of and your meh attitude towards everything else except some icon-changing event, you allow your kids to take a job in the only place that still offers a job, which is the military, so they can get their shit blown off while fighting some other futureless kids in the fucking sand. Where's all the riding and campaigning for that? I don't see
12: curries, pet
4: the day.
3: So this is the one you've been sitting on. This little rant, yeah, uh, yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah, I like, you didn't seem to—you seem to be into it. <laughs> ah, I feel much better now. <laughs> this is why I love doing this show.
4: That was good. You got it
0: out of your system, I hope. Oh yeah, no, it's out of my system. I just I get a little annoyed by. Um, I, I talked to the chicken lady at the market. She's pretty funny. She loves our show, by the way. And um, and sh- and she and she's uh, very very no agenda, and she said, "Oh, it's so." I'm- she said, "I'm so sad that Carrie uh Carrie, that um, Mitt Romney didn't win." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So you want that a hole as president? She said, "Oh, but then at least we'd have real protests." I'm like, "Oh, uh, there's that. That's true." Wow, what a great line! I said, "I gotta use that line." You're so you're so right. We would have had real protests. People getting really angry. And she says no because you know, you can't offend Obama, and which is true. And I think we should probably move on to this now that Obama. Have we seen this on American television? Of course, it is on RT.
10: The U.S. president, who's on his first visit to Africa since 2009, has pledged $7 billion to help build up the shaky electric power grids of sub-Saharan countries. The move's been seen as an effort by Washington to step in and rival China as a key investor on the continent. But Barack Obama's been met by protesters angry at unfulfilled pledges he made last time around. Washington has slashed aid to Africa in recent years while stepping up controversial military activities Activity in the region, as anti-American protests spiralled out of control in Johannesburg, stun grenades and warning shots were fired by riot police. Hundreds have also been demonstrating in Pretoria and Cape Town. South African politician Solly Mapila says America's pursuit of its economic interests comes at a heavy price for the continent.
0: And this is what is amazing ah, to me. Ah, the Russians are back. Yes, and what? But what amazes me? Is that we, so now, so this is what Obama's doing in Africa. He's gone over there and said, Oh, I'm unveiling, so hello, p- hello, poor Africans, hello, black people. This is totally what he's doing. Hello, black people of Africa, you poor saps, I'm bringing you electricity. We have this thing we developed called electricity. So, you in Ethiopia, Ghana, and Kenya, we're gonna put you on this electricity stuff. It'll be great. And I'm going to use the OPIC. Yes, have you heard of the OPIC, John?
3: Oh, I'm <laughs> going to hear about it in a very short order. The, the Overseas Private Investment Corporation. yes.gov. Dot, gov, dot .gov, so it's an American operation. Well,
0: it's a government operation. Yeah, government operation. It's OPIC. Like some sort of- Let's go straight to the board of directors of the OPIC. This is the economic hitmen are out of business. The government has, has become the economic hitmen. On the board, Littlefield, who's the chair, uh, Rajiv Shah, he's the uh, USAID, which is you know basically State Department, CIA, Ambassador Miriam Shapiro, uh, United States Trade Representative. So they miss, okay. But yeah. look on the right hand side, Kennedy, director Kennedy. of Kennedy Enterprises. And we yeah. have CEO of Gale, Gale, Foods, Gale Foods. And then we have... LIA Al- Advisors. Albright Stonebridge. Albright Stonebridge.
3: Stonebridge Madeleine Albright. Those are the, the yep, yep. economic hitmen. Demers Blaisdell. Tory Family Office. What the hell's that? Uh, look into that one. $7 billion. And ahead an so se- of me. So
0: guys. $7 billion is going to be given to American corporations... To go over there and do exactly what the Chinese have been doing for years.
3: Right. The Chinese have been doing this for over
0: a decade. Yes. And so so we come in with our drones in Djibouti.
3: And Djibouti are the people who are protesting. Yeah, no wonder they're protesting. Yeah.
0: They're like, dudes...
3: We have the Chinese. We're happy. They now, built the roads. They built the infrastructure. They built the dams. A lot of them they don't finish so they can scam the people.
0: And now you're coming in and showing me fire and telling me it's something beautiful? <laughs> <Fire>. <laughs> we have something called wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, an insult. And there's, and there's some professional organizations protesting because you can see the signs. The signs are professionally made with really good American slogans. Uh, but the one with Obama with the Hitler mustache is hilarious. And um, uh, what do they call them? Top, top uh, assassin in the world. That was a good one.
3: <laughs> we welcome Russia. This is the Russians.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We welcome the this top is the assassin. Part of we're going to start.
3: We're going to be on this proxy war. I think more on this show now that as we become more aware of some of the details. <laughs> yeah. And when when this situation occurred in South Africa and the, and the, the fact that Obama went all the way down there and was snubbed oh, yeah. by Mandela and wouldn't yeah. see him. Yeah. Uh and of course we will start to see memes about well Mandela apparently was is not happy about the drones about <laughs> yeah. assassinating people even though Mandela's dead. Yeah. And there's going to be all this kind of messaging going on the Russians are behind it all oh, because yeah. they oh, yeah. have given up on trying to be our friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the uh, and and the only good Russian is a
0: dead Russian, John. What do you say?
3: <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> this is exactly what we're going to start seeing, and, it's, and it, it'll be interesting the way they sneak it into the general public's mind, yeah. mind yeah. that the mm-hmm. Russians are our are enemies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so and it's so. They are clear. starting to fool around, but they're, they're just because they can't take it anymore. And what's the hap- Syrian thing was the end of the line for them. That yes. was
0: their last port. And have you heard about the 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 internet cables all around Africa? being cut Uh, yeah I have heard about like every three weeks it's cut again yeah so
3: who's doing this I don't know (laughs) well if you you look the problem is you got three players you got the United States the Chinese who are playing coy even though they're the ones getting they got the biggest screw job from us in Africa and the Russians who just can't take it anymore all
0: right all right so let's play this game go to maps.google.com I did this the other day and it just made me crazy maps.google.com and let's just type in uh, just for shits and giggles we'll just type in uh, Israel because that'll give you kind of a center point all right you got to zoom out all right <clears throat> excuse me zoom out from Israel are you doing it
3: yeah I'm, I'm looking at Israel
0: now okay zoom out so you so you, you know that's kind of your center point and then you see okay we start at the top left Tunisia got it then we go Libya got it then we go Egypt, got it. Then we go Israel, got it. Then we go Jordan, got it. Then we go Libya, uh, Lebanon, just about got it. Then we go Iraq, got it. Syria, got it. Turkey, got it. Do you see what's happening? Do you see this entire ring, all around the northern part of Africa and uh, and the and the western part of the Middle East? It's a total ring. A total buffer zone, which is locking out Russia and anything they want to bring on from the right hand side. Now, the crazy thing if you type in 33 North, 33 East on the map, it puts you right smack in the middle of the Leviathan gas field.
3: It puts me on 33 North 33rd Street, San Jose. <laughs> You got to do 3-3-N-3. Three, three three. Yes, that's where the Leviathan gas that's field the is. There's guy that lives there. He, that's the Mecca right there. I'm got, telling you, you got to find out who this guy who is. Who is that
0: man? I need to shake his hand. Exactly. So there's your proxy. It, it, this is global geopolitics on a global scale that most people cannot imagine because meh. <laughs> And you should, anyone who's listening to this program, count yourself a lucky bastard because you have some understanding of what's going on in the world despite every effort being made to deprogram you and put in new information of important things like, well...
3: Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's a a very positive thing for people to do. It's kind of relaxing to know what's going on, even if they don't have all – at least you know you're not being suckered into believing all this weird crap that they keep throwing out there. But So anyway, today's front page of the Sunday Times – and by the way, I'm killing my New York Times subscription – I may, Maybe take it Sunday only. And I do use some of the online resources. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. You pile up newspapers. They pile a pile up. You don't get to read half of the stuff. And this stuff is dumb. There's a lot too many features. Oh, and There's a bunch yeah, of dumb, dumb articles right. about So it's gone. Yeah, it's dumb. You're right. Oh, can, right. You, can you put something in the book
0: for me? Yeah. Uh, July 12th. Okay. July 12th. What happens um, on July twelfth? Riots in Ireland, big, big, big riots. Could be
3: Northern Ireland, I'll tell you why. Of course, we. By won't the way, I want to mention that this coming week is the is is uh, FBI six week uh, cycle time. Oh, perfect.
0: Well, that's Fourth of July. We we predicted something big on Fourth of July, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. We've been predicting it for I don't know months. And that's why
0: we'll be live on the air. We won't yeah, stop until case. the FBI strikes. So the Irish if you have not heard the tapes of uh, Anglo Bank Fitzgerald and Bo, these two douchebags who were sitting there laughing about going to the the Irish regulator and saying oh, we need 7 billion euros to plug our hole and you're, we're never paying you back ever we put and they're laughing about it and these tapes came out and uh and there's a hashtag oh yeah the icon changers at work there's a hashtag Anglo Bank and jail the bankers but on July 12th, and we have uh, several Irish uh, producers out there because I said they sent me these links and I have put the I'm not going to play it for you. It's kind of hard to hear. You can listen to it on your own. It's in the show notes. Five, two, six. a notes dot com. You can listen to these douchebags <coughs> laughing about how they're going to screw the public. And it turned out to be more like 30 billion. The seven was just kind of a down payment. And I said to these producers, I said, "Oh well, this, yeah, yeah, you know, oh wow, where's all the rioting? Where, where are the, where are your, uh, where's everyone uh, running around and uh, and causing a ruckus?" Says, so there's, not, "There's nothing going to happen." And they point to July 12th, and if you look uh, at the Bank of uh, the Book of Knowledge, July 12th in Ireland is uh, already a huge ruckus day. Are you familiar with this?
4: Mm-mm.
0: Okay, so July 12th, you can, it's, they just call it the 12th, 12th in the Orange Order. I'll, I'll read from the uh, the Book of Knowledge. A yearly Protestant celebration held on 12th of July, originally in Ireland during the 18th century, uh, celebrates the glorious revolution and victory of Protestant King William of Orange, the Dutch douche, over uh, Catholic King James II. Uh, so what happens is everyone parades around in their colors up there in Northern Ireland, and they always, there's always some kerfuffle and some fighting uh, prediction: July twelfth will be a massive, massive protest in Northern Ireland, and with a little bit of luck, it'll all just be about killing bankers. <laughs> I'm just hope. I'm just hopeful. I'm in jail. I'm sorry. Did I say kill? I'm sorry. I meant jail the bankers. And it, it could just be a massive hashtag, because that's pretty much par for the typical citizen of the universe these days.
3: Yeah, meh. <laughs> meh.
0: <Man>. Hashtag meh. <man. laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think uh, I, you must have something. I mean, no, I
3: got I, a couple of fillers. I always have fillers. <laughs>
0: well, let's not bother with the filler.
3: You just give I got us a some. good filler. I want you to listen to it. This, this is Stossel's to get an award for being a libertarian that actually gets airtime. <laughs> Which is quite a feat. It is quite a feat. So he is. A, he did a couple of things I caught. Uh, we can use. I'll just play one of them. We uh, play the other. one is other time. Oh, I'm no, kidding. no. Uh, we're gonna play the prostitution clip. Oh. And we're going. And, and I want. He's got a bunch of girls from the one of the bunny ranches in Nevada.
0: Uh, why do they always go for
3: that? that? That's so lame. It was but they're cute. That's why. Oh come on! It's totally lame. And then he's got some woman who's arguing with them. Oh nice! And then of course, and they follow the whole thing up with apparently Harry Reid. I didn't know this is trying to abolish prostitution in the state. Oh, I'm thinking, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> really?
4: That's
3: dumb. That's totally. Why don't you just ruin the state? But <laughs> just listen to this punt. This 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 uh, sanctimonious woman. Chewing out these prostitutes uh. for, for being, you know, for having a job, essentially. We
9: like it. We it's like a- it. It's your own choice. If you want to do it, do it. And if you don't like it, then leave. I'm happy that you're happy. That's terrific. The fact that you are having a good time it's not an excuse to ignore the harm. Tell me why it's it so bad for me, darling. It isn't about you. And you say you say you we get our souls sucked. You. I have been nothing but happy. I believe that the majority of prostituted women suffer harm that is so serious, I would compromise your freedom to protect the majority of women. Absolutely. So you want to basically tell everybody in the world what they can and can't do with their own bodies and take away everybody's freedom of choice. I would like to live in a world where people didn't hurt each other. You should be ashamed of yourself.
3: The Senate majority leader <laughs> agrees. The
9: time has come to
0: outlaw prostitution. That is, you know, that is a great point that I should have put in my rant. Uh, everyone's so like, oh, you know, I'm the boss of my own body, but then you get this, like, but we have to outlaw prostitution. And by the way, you know, I, it's, it's always- the
3: same woman. That woman that uh, you're bitching about in your rant is the same woman who's sitting there telling these girls that yeah. they can't do that, yeah. and she'd be glad to take their freedoms away, to save them. Right. It's yeah. the same woman. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah the, and, and the icon switch.
0: And I'm always amazed that women, like, you know, I want to have an abortion, and you know, with the right to kill my fetus, or whatever. But then they're all outraged that Texas has killed 500 people on death row. Yeah, you know, it's like, I did, which way do you want to have it?
3: I just think no, I, well, that's one of the short circuit models that I always like to use. Yeah. You're Either you know, if you if you're for the death penalty, you should be for. For abortion. abortion, yeah. And if you're against the death penalty, you should be against abortion, but that's not the way it works. No. It's just the opposite. It's a, it's a short circuit. I'm for reality shows of all of it. I want. I <laughs> well, want... we both are on that <laughs> camp. That's the only way we're going to make any
0: money. <laughs> I, mean, I want to have death row. I want electrocution reality show. I, we should have a reality show about abortions. That would be fantastic. Debbie is five months pregnant. She wants to remove that baby bump. Hey yo! <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have sixteen. Was it? Uh, I I was sixteen and pregnant. I love this MTV show where the kids are always like, "Oh, I was pooping on the toilet and the kid slipped out and went through the drain pipes." Those shows are uh, uh, outrageous. Yeah, you could have that, but then my idea is is crazy. Yeah.
3: All right, well, I think
0: that... Uh, oh, no, well, that, no, 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 you can't just end me on that. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no. I like no, a no, no, like it downer. no, 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 we'll end on uh, a new sickness. Uh-oh.
13: A new type of dementia has been reported.
0: A new type of a dementia. A new type of dementia. A new type of dementia. Wow. And you and I are prime candidates, my friend.
13: Doctors at the Balance Brain Center in Seoul, Korea have noticed a deterioration in our cognitive abilities that is usually only found in people who have suffered a head injury or have psychiatric illness. And the worst part about this dementia is that it is self-inflicted. According to the researchers, it is overuse of smartphones, tablets, and game devices that's hampering the balanced development of the brain. So a person who spends more than seven hours a day on devices shows a significant lack of development in the right side of their brain. That is the side of your brain responsible for concentration and memory.
0: This, by the way, according to my brain professor uh, pal... The right brain, left brain stuff has been debunked years ago, and it's total bullcrap. He says there's no no empirical evidence that one side of your brain does more than the or does specific tasks versus the other. Did you know that? Nope. He says no empirical evidence whatsoever has been known for years. I'm sure not
3: shocked that I don't know that because obviously the mainstream media doesn't like to discuss recent developments in science. (laughs) In science.
0: And of course, if you're Aaron Burnett, you have to take this story uh, of the digital dementia diagnosis and make a dumb joke.
13: That can lead to emotional problems. And yes, the early onset of dementia. Dementia is horrific to witness and horrible to imagine in your own life, impossible to imagine. This is not something to take lightly. And while we're not saying you should stop using your device altogether, there is a reason why for months we have warned about the slippery slope that is technology. And yes, probably we sound like a broken record, but you know what? We like records, and Uh, probably a lot of you don't know what a record is, uh, uh, but uh, we do. And we're proud of it. uh, 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 We look outside uh, our devices for some mental stimulation, and that is why we hear it uh, out front are not worried about digital dementia. Ah, ah, AC 360
0: ah, starts right now. Ah, 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 ah. Wow. She thinks that people who are watching her show are young for some reason. Let, memo. Memo to Miss Burnett. Your average age is 65, girl. They, these people know what a record is. Douche. Wow. How dumb is that?
3: Who writes this stuff for her and she doesn't have any ability <sighs> to say that's stupid? Jeff Zucker, I'm sure.
0: Oh. Hey, did I hear okay. is, is Michaela gone already at CNN?
3: Michaela? Yeah. No, she didn't even start yet, as far as I can tell. No, the, oh, pff, come on, the show's been on the air. Michaela, I,
0: th- I have a feeling that she she that she's gone already. Something. I th- I think I saw a message somewhere.
3: No, it said okay. Hold on,
0: CNN. What is it? First shout. What is it? First. No, she's from Saskatoon.
3: Really. Yeah. That's where all the money is. No, no, that's Alberta. Oh. Oh. Saskatoon is the Paris. Alberta. Of Canada. You know what's
0: happening in Alberta? Did you hear about this? What the floods? Yeah, but not about the floods. You hear what the Mounties did? No, they beat someone up. No
9: they're already impatient. Now anger is building about what has happened while they've been out of their homes.
5: They're supposed to be here to protect us, to keep looters away and they're the ones doing the looting. Hey, look at this, eh? Look
9: at our calling, yeah. It came to a head yesterday as word spread among High River residents. The RCMP had seized hundreds of guns from evacuated homes. The RCMP's own video of the days following the flood shows they did go into houses
11: looking for any sign that anybody who's in distress or needs assistance.
9: But the force says it only took guns that posed a safety risk.
12: In those situations when they were out in plain view and they were not properly secured and
11: stored, those firearms were taken uh, by the RCMP members and safely secured.
9: The Prime Minister's office jumped into the controversy with a statement chastising the RCMP. We expect they will be returned to their owners as soon as possible, the statement reads. The RCMP should focus on more important tasks.
0: Human resources in Canada are outraged by this. Hmm. So they came into their... Oh, fucking video bullcrapping, stupid website shit. Hey. I'm sorry. No, well, I'm sorry, I got like pre-rolls popping up. I can't stop this music from playing. I'm angry.
3: Yeah, but you're going to lose your... Concentration. Yeah. So I'm looking here. June 27, 2013. There's Michaela, who looks different for some reason. I don't know what she did.
0: CNN's New Day rating sluggish morning show ribbed on Twitter as Jeff Zucker nears six-month mark. Oh, they're toast. Sorry, Michaela. I hope you got a good deal.
3: Yeah, probably a pay-for-play or what? pay-for-whatever-it's-called. Yeah.
0: So it's sluggish. Guaranteed what does sluggish mean? They must have zero ratings. Yeah,
3: it was, yeah, that, it was slugg- sluggish. Yeah. What is sluggish
0: on CNN? You I mean, you didn't even know that if the show had started yet. This is how bad it is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't know. Sluggish. And you're in show business.
3: I'm in show business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, sorry about that, uh, uh, people of Canada and 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 it's like, and yes, you can get your gun back if you can show you our legal owner of the gun, yeah in in your house that is now completely washed out, you're gonna go find your receipt <laughs> they took their guns, that's pretty scary,
3: yeah, well, that's gonna happen here, oh yeah, of course, they I just know. can't figure out how to do it here, oh. they've tried this, they try that, you know they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna do it, they
0: haven't figured it out yet,
3: they haven't, they've been working on it,
0: I guarantee at a certain point, the American will just go. Meh. Meh. <laughs> exactly. Meh. Here you go. Yeah.
3: Meh. You and yeah. Meh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> meh. All good.
0: All right, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend, the rest of the weekend, and uh, enjoy your week leading up to the celebration in America's of our independence.
9: <laughs>
0: I shall. Uh, uh, I won't even. I'm going to be nice. Uh, and, uh, remember, a Google Reader shuts down tomorrow. You will, you, uh, the least you want to do is you want to get your subscription list in OPML format, uh, export that, do that now. And then maybe we'll be able to help you with the Freedom Controller when time comes, but, uh, I think it's important that you at least have your list of feeds. Are you doing twits?
3: Uh... I have to check. it. <laughs> All right.
0: Why don't you go check? Coming to you from the Travis Heights hideout here, where the C word now stands for Cracker. I'm Cracker number one. Uh, in the morning, I'm Adam Curry.
3: And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm Cracker number two uh, or three. Can't tell. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday, July 4th, right here on No Agenda.
4: The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N.A.